this shit out another day because none of us is really having a good day right now give me the gun okay i'm gonna toss it right at your feet right next to the mine you supposed to shoot from now on that's how you shoot whoa oh i want my next partner to shoot just like that it take a dysfunctional motherfucker to bust somebody in the head like that that's some dysfunctional shit Everybody have their their notes if you have notes if you don't have notes it's I don't okay. fucking do notes but I have the uh, videos uh, okay. running in the background to flip through to remind me of like stuff see that's that's a process that's one of i increasingly have notes because i figured out the tablet thing because i don't have have to fucking air conditioner in sure uh i i think i think that we all have our different processes i've i've done notes just off of my phone before and i've done it right now i've got the the i've got multiple windows up uh i've got about 40 different programs running on my computer and that's my preferred way to record a podcast because it keeps me on edge it keeps me uh, what does it, uh, Al Pacino say? He like he uh, in heat. He he snaps and he says, "Keeps me on my toes, ready to go." And that's how I like to do it. Stay uh, frosty. <laughs> welcome to wrestling is gross. My name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. And go ahead, dear. And I'm Tara. <laughs> All right. Hello. All right. I like that we we always spring that on people. <laughs> well, so my brain was just stuck in like Al Pacino. You know what she's got. I- Great ass! <laughs> Great ass, yeah. Um, I was like, just saying that about someone, and I, I try to keep my objectifying, objectification at, at a minimum on this podcast, except for the last episode where I talked a lot about Japanese adult video, um, but I try to do my best to keep the horny levels at a relatively... I don't know how helpful I'm going to be there. <laughs> That's all well, right. I mean, only, I mean, you know, Tim Thatcher comes up. What are we supposed to do? This right. is Wrestling is Gross, episode number 24. 24. And uh, we're talking about Joshi, so hey, if if it's just par for the course, right? 
right? <laughs> yeah, well, these matches are definitely matches I got horny for, so... Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, everyone here is an... Ad- I mean, these are all adult performers. This isn't... I mean, who's, like, yeah. the lead... I mean... Adult performers? I know, yeah. I the youngest person in any of these matches is the one who retired. Okay, that makes sense. She's she's got oh. she's got that energy that youthful energy. Uh, Tara, I don't really know you. Um, I know you from the internet, r- roughly vaguely. Um, <laughs> you're all right. Do you want to? What's your what's your Twitter name? Is eight? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do it because I don't I'm not reading it. It's something. It's some real uh, keyboard mashing shit. I'm sure it means something. It's not actually a keyboard mash, but yeah, it looks like a key mash. A E two five zero one M A E T H. Yes. A twenty five oh one math. For, sure, that works. That's uh, how I've but, known you, at least. <laughs> that's fine. But, that's yes. fine. Yeah, we'll 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 link it in there. That and person who shows up to be the cool bitch in Siobhan's mentions, yes. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 so few. Uh, we all have so few decent people in our mentions. Uh, as one of the top reply guys, we're we're all just trying to to add to the joke help help the joke be better and hopefully not make fools out of ourselves i replied to an instagram post like 30 minutes ago and immediately got embarrassed um and then the the guy the very high powered account to be fair if you replied to an instagram post you should feel immediate shame i don't even know why i had the app open to be honest but i i did that i felt shame and uh and then he um he hit the like button so i'm not sure if that was pity uh, or if it was a good joke, so I'm, I'm choosing. Do you think Otsushi Nita is a reply guy? Uh, I replied to him today, literally. I <laughs> I literally did that. He asked if uh, so. Some he quote tweeted somebody. Onita quote tweeted somebody from uh, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, uh, saying that they were big fans of him in Saudi Arabia, and he said. I did not know that we had fans in Saudi Arabia. Do they like exploding deathmatch in Saudi Arabia? And I just replied, yes, exploding deathmatches in Saudi Arabia are very popular. In fact, I'm uh, glad uh, Saudi Arabia know my wrestling. See, now <laughs> this really puts uh, Jelly Grayman into context. Jelly Grayman. <laughs> um, I st- I'm firmly on the on the uh, English's is mostly funny camp uh it just depends it's on... gotta be organic it's gotta be organic yeah it can't, it can't be like that dan nine and shit can't, you... you can't force that shit yeah uh, it's gotta come from the fucking heart is yeah. where it's gotta come from like i i think just because fmw is such a classy thing um we we're talking about today uh i i think that i i don't have any notes like that written down here uh, it becomes so classy in that mid 90s era where they've got like the, the the fancy music and uh and like there's subtitles in some of the promos it's all well edited i didn't feel the need to resort to my my deepest and darkest um problematic humor but we'll see we might get there uh we are talking about megumi kudo today the yes the retirement tour uh four matches from May fifth, nineteen ninety six, until her retirement on April twenty ninth, nineteen ninety seven. This is your idea, Siobhan, right? Yes. Because it was her fiftieth birthday, and yes, that was a month I mean, ago. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, as we do, it's like the anniversaries and birthdays and that kind of stuff are just like good excuses. Yeah. Like I've been thinking, like I just wanted to watch all the Hanson Vader matches, and it's like now I have an episode idea for when. Ha- the 30th anniversary of Hanson knocking Vader's eye out. 
Right. right. We have that episode all ready to go. That is next uh, year, I guess, right? Yeah, February 20th. Oh, boy. Front-loaded. That's the, not that far don't away. Fucking, yeah, don't fucking do that. Tia. Really front-loading the, the first like quarter of 2020 with ideas here. I only got here. two. I only got two ideas. Well, three. I, I also have one, so we're really fucked. Um, Tara, and then we have, and we have March too. If we're going to both do a birthday episode, no, it's great. I'm not. I've decided to go against my birthday episode. I don't. I don't it's care fun. enough about anything. Um, Tara, thank you for joining us. You are. Thank you for having me. Of course, you're a Joshi person. You're a fan of because I don't know I any like of this wrestling, shit. I like wrestling, and I like men's wrestling too. Yes, you can put it that way. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I. Look, if people who are close to me know that I I just never got into it. I watched a lot of the All Japan Women stuff from the 90s and found it was like against my sensibilities for the most part. Um, at least the like highly lauded stuff, the the work rate, the proto, you know, it 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 it, le- it was the type of wrestling that became so prominent later on. It's very like uh, forward thinking if you look at you know your the the cutie Suzuki or whatever the fuck her name is versus uh, <laughs> sorry that's very shitty uh, versus Manami Toyota Suzuki, yes and, like you watch that stuff it it is it is very much like you see how that became Kyle O'Reilly and Davy Richards or whatever but I I really never gave a lot of the stuff a chance and I think part of it I just want to get this out of the way at the top of the program uh, the program here that's with two M's and an E at the end I I think the fandom has put me off so much um, I think it's gotten worse in like the last 30 years because I can't imagine um, Momoe Nakanishi today people were fucking like going like the she was like a mega star at, at the death rows of uh, all Japan women's, and she just retired and just at like twenty four, something mm. like that, and maybe even younger. And like I, yeah, yeah, not that, that I, it would have been like I'm thinking of uh, the guy who stalked Bjork, you know, uh, Darth Maul, that guy. It would have been like eighty of those guys. You would have had like Daddy and all those people, all the freaks. Darth like, Maul stalked Bjork. Have you seen that? Like this guy, the guy who Ray Park, not Ray Park, but a guy who was <laughs> Peter Serafinowitz. Uh, look dude, it up. Look it up. <laughs> the dude is wearing this this face paint that is the Darth Maul face paint okay. but in 1996. It's very strange. All right. Well, that if yeah, it was and, pre and it's, not, and it's not Matthew Barney. So okay, okay. Um, yeah, I've watched one of those things. Where it's like the the oil tanker in Iceland or whatever, right? Yeah. What's that thing called? Cremaster. Cremaster. Yeah, I thought it sucked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, that wasn't even a Cremaster thing. It was the uh, what was it called? Something nine. It's before I start getting angry texts from my girlfriend. Um. <laughs> I don't. I. I. You know what? It's art. I don't get it. Uh, I'm gonna check out this B- Bjork stalker Ricardo Lopez video that I've just found a little bit later. Um, I yeah I I I don't yeah like I, I can't vibe that, with a lot thing of the with people. Joshi is like it sets the trends that like men's wrestling starts picking up like ten ten years later in a lot of cases. Sure, so I can see like, it. So like the problem is is like if you don't like what New Japan became after uh, Inoki was no longer in charge, yeah. you're not going to like a lot of 
Joshi from 10 years prior because where do you think they got it from? You know what? I think that's interesting because if you look at like the like the mid 80s like idol culture behind all Japan women um and like just the crazy insane you know teenage girl crowds obviously that's not the same as what we have now but if you look at like the way that they react to like a uh Chigusa Nagayo is that yes Chigusa Nagayo if yeah. if you like look at those audiences those like those the teen girls who loved her and I don't have any other names to throw out there off the top Linus of my head. Asuka. Linus Asuka. Thank you. Uh, I hated uh, Don Matsumoto and stuff like that. Right, yeah. And yeah, uh, Devil Masami. I'm oh, pulling yeah. names out of my ass No, Devil's here. a good one. I fucking love Devil. Yeah. yeah. I, I think if you look at the, like, the way that those fans reacted to those people in that era, uh, specifically the baby faces, I think you can sort of transplant that onto the way like 30-year-old men post horny shit about like Kazuchika Okada or Tanahashi now. Yes. Um, it's a very similar... like Uvu, small bean, Kota Bushi, this... Uh, <laughs> Quasimodo looking motherfucker yeah. in his uh but yeah and like Takaki Kani, uh Mr. New, Mr. Uh, Bushi Road that is his audience is teenage girls and young women who like you know I mean the Fujoshi I think that's what it's called yeah sort of yeah. thing of like I've seen that like, word before yeah Fujoshi. and I don't I mean like, I'm not into that weirdly scene. enough like Bushi Road has this similar effect with like their like idol app thing where they've accidentally attracted a huge audience of teenage girls they don't know what the hell to do with mm. so uh, that yeah. was never intended for for them <laughs> no it, it a... wasn't like okay. it wasn't they but you know they've leaned into it but that's not like who they want to be getting money from which is sure way different from like how like ajw used and ended up was run well, like, it became so hard to monetize the teens for like such a long time. Uh, like in in the in the nineties and the in the two thousands, it was it was a lot harder to like capture that audience, right? And I I, I, I know, at least I know that's how it is here in the West. And I think that is, I mean, that's nothing but a good thing, right? Diversity in your audience, but this, yeah, well, like like came down to like they didn't have the disposable income that they did because of the friggin' economic depression that Japan hit in the 90s. Sure. So they couldn't... So they stopped relying on it and started relying more on, like, like with comics... Like, with comic books in the West, like, the collector's market, basically. Sure. So people who would buy, like, the like the Grover sets and, and shit like that. That's where the real money is. Because <laughs> the people who had the disposable money were the, the people first who time someone said Grover on this show. It's a disgusting <laughs> word. I was thinking about that because I was like thinking about like Mike Lorfis and all that stuff, and I'm like just seeing that word. It just, just sends a I mean, I, chill down I, your I, fucking I, spine. I <laughs> I'm familiar. I'm familiar with it too much not to 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 blink at the word. Like, sure. Even though it's it describes something awful, like look, I got back into. I, look, I no judgment. Back, all right, it's. I it, got it, back <laughs> into wrestling through Joshi, and I got back into wrestling through Stardom. So, and you know. and look, I got j- back into jacking off through Grover. All right, we all we all take our paths here. It's it's a weird. It's a. <laughs> there are different. As long audiences. as you were jacking off to the ones that were that were like actually like adults. That oh, I only people. like milfs. I'm only in. I've got a very specific. Uh, so I, said, I was going to try not to get too horny here. <laughs> so, how about... We all about... have our types. 
<laughs> the FMW. Seventh Welcome to fan- wrestling is gross. Yeah. Mm. The FMW mm. seventh anniversary show, May fifth, nineteen ninety six. Your uh, semi, your secondary main event. Weird, uh, right? Yeah. Well, the main. I did watch the main event of. Uh, Terry Funk and Mr. Pogo versus uh, Hayabusa and Masato Tanaka, which is good, but it's not sure. as good as this, first thing. No. And, but that is, and I did, because I wanted to compare it for like explosion purposes and shit, because sure. it'll come up. And that, and that, the explosions, because we'll end up talking about that match, I'm pretty sure, in like eight, five years, who cares? Never, never gonna happen. Like that's, We're yeah, done that, with FMW after this show. <laughs> <laughs> that has that that has the, same, the explosions are the same, but it had the time bomb gimmick and all of that stuff. Mm. So this is just this is minimalism. Megumi Kudo yes. versus Combat Toyota and Combat yeah. Toyota's uh, retirement match, uh, which basically yeah, she came up. She only came back like a couple of times as a favor to Onita when he started his weird uh, not uh, like post FMW. Like he was never coming back. To actual right. FMW, like, and it was just Onita FMW, and, like, he had that long feud with Tenryu and stuff, and, like, the weird tags of uh, Sanshiro Tagagi and Ayan Kikazawa and uh, Shigeo Okamura, like, all of these weirdos, like, like uh, old, fat, like, maybe dying Sambo Asako, like, just weird matches. They're all fun as hell, um, but it's, Speaking it's a pretty... Speaking of old and sad, like, the immense, like angst that's coming off of toyota in this match is just really something well so it is interesting because you, you all right so i the version of this i watched at least i i would imagine the version that you two watched as well um has a, a kudo promo at the beginning that is subtitled where she talks about how she doesn't she doesn't feel the hate or the rage um in this or that she vendetta. normally does yeah yes. she's she's here she's like you know pride is on the line or whatever toyota wants to like remember onita's spirit um and and kudo is here to to honor you know a, a, a cohort in her last match right and then toyota comes out and is she, she comes out to wild thing obviously which is pretty cool i don't know anything about combat toyota i think this might be the only match i've ever seen her have and i had seen this before but this is she's clearly an Onita protege, and she does have like she doesn't have that Onita uh, sort of uh, like deep down kindness to her. Like I always get the sense of Onita, at least before he went full like rockabilly with the leather jacket and smoking, um, that he was always kind of he he was there. He like he was doing it for the brand for his for his company, and that he. Maybe not when he's wrestling Tenryu, but if, but obviously like when he wrestles Hayabusa or whatever, he he has like a respect and a kindness for for the people around him. The original the FMW run, yeah, before yeah. Uh, the retirements and all right. of that. Yeah, I think uh, Toyota's career is marked like by as a heel, like e- and even briefly when she was a face, like she makes alliances with people. And then they betray her in a lot of ways. Like, she can't hold on to uh, friendships in any capacity. Like, she can't hold on to people. Okay. So her career is kind of very – when you see it written out, it's very sad because she keeps trying to form units and they just keep – and they keep falling apart, falling apart underneath her. Very much like Sting then, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
that's not a bad comparison, probably. Really? Uh, <laughs> uh, like, in the way that Sting is also kind of, like... Gullible? Uh, gullible, and but also, like, when he's in a heel mode, he's uh, very kind of... I'm thinking especially of the insane icon... Oh, I hear yes. Is hammy. I've never watched any of that. I have no idea what that even looks like. I mean, I've seen the picture of him. That deep reservoir of angry feeling of just kind of being let down by everyone who he's ever liked. I wonder if this is the first time that that comparison's ever been made by Combat Toyota and and Insane Icon Sting. (laughs) It's gotta be. <laughs> Probably. I'm very tired, so I am oh, yeah, hell yeah. reaching. That's how we do it. Fucking. Yes. Um, we reach far. And of course, for those who don't know the uh, backstory on, uh, they, Toyota and Kudo were two of the three women uh, brought in off the All Japan uh, Women's Junk Heap, essentially. They did ha- debut on like, um, like Dynamite Kansai and Mayumi in uh, they never debuted. For, they made like the final tryout, and then they got cut. But uh, okay. Kudo and Toyota, they actually did work for uh, All Japan uh, for Zenjo. Well, just because I'm fucking lazy. Zenjo. And they did, uh, but and then they didn't make it after a couple of years. Um, I know Kudo was famously she was like a kindergarten teacher, uh, elementary Aww. school, and then like she got the call from Onita. It's like, all right, we're, <laughs> I'm starting a promotion. You want to do this? And I was like, okay. Kindergarten teacher. I'm trying to think of, like, Mrs. Clausen, my first grade teacher, getting thrown into an explosive barbed wire. Um, yeah. Right. Like, hell of a second career. Yeah, that's 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 fantastic. I, I had no idea. And then Kudo, Kudo does not fit. I mean, I guess she, she could have fit that sort of, or not Kudo, uh, Toyota does not fit what I think of, like, off the top of my head as, a, as an all-Japan women's mold. But I guess she could sort of... You know, being along the lines of a, of an Aja Kong or a, um, the the other one, Bull Nakano. <laughs> Bull Nakano. Uh, <laughs> yes, the other one. Well, Sorry, it's interesting. Like we'll get they there, don't buddy. wrestle like AJW people. Yeah, either is the thing. Like especially not in this match. Like the <sighs> Kudo has bombs. Like don't get me wrong, yeah. but like this match in particular. Like I thought about taking notes. And, like, literally the only note that I have is, like, that one move. Like, I wish I knew the name of that one move that Kudo does where she, that she does in every single one of these matches where she, where the opponent tries to pick her up to power slam her into the floor and she reverses it to, into a power slam on them. Yeah, I don't think that has a name. Um, I, <laughs> I don't, I, I can't imagine it does. Um, but, like, yeah, I was going to take notes on this and then, like, I'm watching this match and I'm like, they're not really doing spots to take notes on. Here. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> they're no. Just they, like, they're just like literally just like they're literally just throwing blows. Yeah, for no. Most of this much. Well, and the first like third of it is also like the there being no ropes. Obviously, um, it makes the entire pace and like general motion of the match very different from something more traditional. Um, it's a lot of like maintaining your position in the middle of the ring. Is close strikes. Uh, you know, people like Kudo like grabs a headlock a few times, and and then Toyota tries to like send her off into the yeah. barbed wire. Which, if you've ever seen like a Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat match, is one of the most like standard old school spots there is. You grab a headlock, they send you off, and shoulder block or whatever um, stuff that feels incredibly like rudimentary. But here, it's 
it's a big tease, you know, it's a big tease spot. It's extremely like nuanced and important in this sort of extra dangerous environment where you can't, there's nothing to bounce off of. And then there's like thrust kicks that Kudo does early on that are less about impact and more about like shoving. Like it's about leverage. Yeah. Direct a Toyota into the, exploding barbed fucking wire yeah it's about kinetic energy and and like toyota's sort of like stancing up and sort of like like trying to like like looking like a a step ahead of like how do i of i'm gonna i know this kick's gonna come and i'm gonna sort of like stand my ground on this but i'm gonna have to get the hell away from this barbed wire yeah there's footwork there's like footwork there's stance work in this match which is really cool and there are like some pseudo rope running segments where they do the classic like low slide to slow yourself down as you're thrown towards the bombs and then you know, you get your horrifying moments where you get super close, and then obviously it eventually pays off. I think Kudo's the first to go into the barbed wire. Um, yeah. I think she's she called rolls, Go ahead. She, yeah, she rolls out of the way, I think, of a little bit in a, uh, a clothesline or lariat from uh, Toyota, and Toyota hits her with a real nice uh, drop kick on the leg, right. and that's boom. That's your first explosion. Yeah. And, real good and, spot. We get this is the this is like the uh, we talked about this with Connor and the uh, Onita and Funk match where we're not sure exactly how the barbed wire is rigged to blow. It seems like there are two bombs on each side. Does that seem like that fits here? Where it's like if you hit like the like the the middle section of the rope. Okay, because they uh, I think they get thrown into the same. I might be confusing it with one of the later matches, mm. but I think they they blow up one side and then they get thrown into that side and it doesn't go off again. It uh, seems like a really touchy thing to try to set up. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it's just li- literally set up to just go off the minute someone hits hits it and like they rigged each side. Yeah, someone hits one side that makes and more once, sense. Like, and it, then like once someone's hit it, it's blown. It seems a lot harder to because the Onita match, the Onita and Terry Funk match, he goes into like the opposite, like the hard camera here, and then you see the far side of the ring. He goes into it, and he's near, say, like the the far right corner. It explodes, and then there's another spot where Funk goes into the same side of the ring, but goes closer to the other corner, and it explodes again. So I like they had the ring set up in that match, so it it was rigged to explode on each side. In theory, yeah, twice. Like, that sounds like they wired the they they wired the barbed wire and they wired the corners. That's like so. It's, it's like this is such weird, like engineering stuff for for this. It's con- especially yeah, and it's like if you see like a modern like the super blast, uh, like yeah, sure. like the Onita, and it's like you'll see the bat, like, the the exploding bat, right? Yeah, and like they have like um there was one in August with like an exploding table. And you'll see all like the the like extension cords and stuff. It looks like an electrified light tubes ad. It's plugged in. IWA, yeah, from IWA Mid-South in like 2003. The it looks very cords. fucking rinky-dink compared to anything um like from the stadium era. Yeah, they've got no, like I demolitions ask, experts like, here. Uh especially like this early on. I think you're the only one of us who might have possibly actually done a match where you could have been thrown into barbed wire. It, have you ever been thrown into barbed wire, Bucky? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I did a few of those. Um, I never like, like we, how we would, rough is it on you? 
barbed wire is really bad, but you wear like two shirts. I mean, like like the what they're wearing is like really bad. It what the the thing with it is is you and this is with light tubes too is you wear yeah, you wear a gets thick the hell open. I'm just like oh yeah. And and like uh, I mean I think the explosions add to that a little bit. <laughs> I think part of uh, you see like the the like the the um, I don't even know I, I I used a lot of I used a lot of adjectives on the um, on on the Onita episode on the first Onita the, the charring yeah the charring drops after that drop kick into the explosion and you see it on her shoulder it's yeah. fucking gnarly I, I think yeah. that really adds to the visual of it. Um, the, the shittiest part of barbed wire is that it gives you little nicks that aren't really visible on camera super well. And a lot of them for, in my personal experience, just because I would wear like, I wasn't wearing like a long sleeve t-shirt, but I would always wear like a thick, like a Gildan 100% cotton piece of shit t-shirt. Yeah. Just like, to protect I myself, think you know? about barbed wire and I'm like thinking to myself, you know what? If you do the wrong thing, that thing could just rip you right open. And then I'm watching eh. like, these are just like building up like nicks and then like the nicks are just getting pulled open by them just throwing each other around it's <laughs> and, yeah. and it, then the blood just flows from it there. never what? felt uh, like it was like life-threatening i i wouldn't have done it if if it had i mean you go up to it and you press it with your finger and you see a little blood come out of your thumb you know, like your thumb tip or whatever and it's like okay this will this will suck but you you don't the thing is is after you hit it you just don't you don't you have to be careful not to like move side to side. You just pull yourself directly off of it. I mean, you see people in death matches like yeah. care- carefully pull themselves away from it so that it doesn't uh, tear open. So that it, whatever is there, is just like a puncture and not a not a rip. And yeah. I I don't know. We never had any issues. Uh, the the worst injury that we ever had at, while like doing backyard shit was like uh, somebody threw a wet floor sign and it went in a guy's eye socket and like. Like that—that oh. that was horrifying. Like that was one of the worst things I've ever seen. That's a fucking South Park shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, it, yeah, I, eyes are the worst. Yeah, like that—that that was bad. But we did plenty of light tubes, and you know, tacks are tacks are super easy, especially if you wear a shirt. Um, you just pick them right out. You know, it's like no problem. But yeah, barbed wire is scary, but it's not. I yeah. I, I think the the strung up along the ropes though is the thing is because they do give you get a little sagging and you're you're not like just laying in it so she does sink yeah, there's down a really a fun visual in this uh in this match that after one of the sides gets blown gets blown off the entire side of it just starts sagging yeah so it's just kind of like hanging hanging there loose like it's no it's spent and no longer of no longer going to serve any purpose yeah i mean <laughs> after it... to can't tangle up tangle someone up possibly once it once one of the sides is exploded as it were i think i I, it's it's weird because you do you could sort of just see these like if you break a table in a match or a door or whatever you're not gonna you're not often gonna go back to that door you might pick it up and smash it over someone and you will see that in a match like this where they've they've busted through the exploding wire and then they'll 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 bring their opponent back to scrape their face on it or whatever but it's this very tertiary weapon at that point it's very far from like a high spot prop and so you can view like these sides of the ring as sort of and 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 fmw is a like these this fmw main event style is the kind of thing where they have planned out those big spots in such an intricate way and they know exactly you know when to do it and how to do it and they they hit that big spot and 
then they move slowly onto the next big spot in a different section of the ring. And I think, yeah, they don't, they don't need that wire anymore. That's sagging. I think what you're talking about, um, is on the, we haven't, I I was going to go beat by beat, but I don't think we really need to. Um, I'll shout out a couple of things at the end here, but, um, it's it's the the most horrifying spot in this match, which is I think it's yeah, and I think it's the most famous explosion spot um yeah. of a, of an actual like where someone goes into barbed wire like maybe the end to Funkonita with the actual time bomb with going the explosion, off, but yeah. that yeah, but that's I've, like you've seen this clip. This clip has been in a ton of things. Um, yes. Uh, what what let's see here. Uh, so Kudo has like a waist lock. They've been fighting for a while. This is like pretty deep in the match. They've done some, uh, you know, big near falls off of big suplexes and what Kudo hits her big tiger driver 91 thing. I think she hits a Kudo driver at one point, uh, just gets two over and over. And there's a lot of, you know, just good, solid high spot, like uh, high, big moment work, big bumps that are, would happen in a normal match. Um, Toyota has a really good high angle German suplex that she gets a very, you know, close near fall on. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in the middle of this match, but yeah, I think the climax of this really is, uh, Kudo has like a waist lock. She's going to try to German suplex, uh, Toyota into the wire, which is a really stupid thing. Um, (laughs) Toyota goes standing switch. Toyota goes for one as well. Kudo breaks free, runs across the ring, uh, slows herself, then runs back across the length of, of the ring, another like pseudo bouncing off the ropes that don't exist. Um, she goes for, I don't think it was a flying back elbow. I think it was her flying hip attack, right? It's a flying hip attack. The classic yeah, the yeah. flying hip attack. Yes. Shiro Koshinaka esque. Um, yes. the only dude who ever does it really. And which is a shame because it's beautiful. It's such a good move. I see. That, here's the thing. He's she... not, he's not because Colt Cabana is still doing it. Damn. That's <laughs> what about Naomi? The rear view. Yeah, well, it's a classic. It's a staple. You're just watching the name. wrong I mean, stuff. Uh, Rika Tatsumi <laughs> does it in Tokyo Joshi too. It's a, it's a. I mean, I, I like you know, Kana's been doing it for millions. She's of bad years. at it. She's bad at it. Yeah, I don't like hers. Wall, yeah, Asuka, of course. Don't we? We only use her proper name. <laughs> Did you see the sign? Did you? See, I, I posted I'm not, that. I'm not talking slavery names. <sighs> I posted it. it <laughs> <laughs> in the uh in Did one... you have to say that while I was drinking water? <laughs> the, someone, uh... someone at AEW Dynamite this week uh had a sign that said uh uh free Kana uh free Kana Chan or or escape was... Kana Chan. What did it say? <laughs> it was something uh Kana Chan and I'm like fucking Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um Pittsburgh. No, that's yeah, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> I can't deal with that shit. Yeah. I Boy. It's bad. It's bad. Um, I, I, I couldn't say if Kudo has a good hip attack or not because uh, she doesn't really hit a big one in any of these. Ma- she does, actually. I think she does. So I'll, I'll, I'll save that. I, I would say looking at this, it's one of the better ones. Uh, okay. Like I've seen it purely because the entire thing seems built around the momentum of it. Yeah. Like rather than like. Well, usually like, you I, send like, your you opponent a hip attack. It's like. I'm using I'm using my ass as a weapon to hit you with it. Mm-hmm. Kudos is like I am flinging myself right into you. I uh, think that is the big difference is because a lot of the time you will see this move as I send you off the ropes and then I stand in the middle and you are running towards me, whereas she is throwing her entire body. Uh, but that proves to be uh, not a great plan here because, like I said, the craziest spot I've maybe ever seen in one of these matches. 
Toyota catches her uh, and just falls backwards, effectively German suplexing Kudo, uh, and also driving herself backwards into a very stiff, unmoving uh, uh, strand of three three strands of barbed wire, which also explodes. Uh, giving it a little bit too much credit, <laughs> but I, I, it, se- it seemed like it, I, it seemed like she caught her. Um, like I, I, I can't imagine that Kudo's motivation here is to just go in with her. I think she's the plan is Kudo is going to uh, knock her butt against the face of Kamet Toyota. Kamet Toyota will fall backwards into the exploding barbed wire while Kudo falls forward and safely escapes the mortar shell that goes off behind her. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what happens. Horrible word in here. Storytelling. Yeah. Uh, like the story of this match is that they've just been like war of attritioning each other so bad that like I'm fully capable of believing that that was what Kudo was intending to do. But Kudo sure. just threw so much oomph behind it that Toyota like tried to grab her, and they just kind of bo- they just kind of both tumbled backwards right into it just from the momentum. Yeah. And we we see it, it is it is a huge obviously a huge explosion. Um, the first the only time that we see both people go into it in this match, and and in such a fucking spectacular way too. It's it is a hell of a shot. Um, and we we then as they fall to the ground, we see Onita in the crowd front row. Yeah, his Onita head is, is just down. He's just looking at the ground. <laughs> Onita is is very uh, very protective. You know. Yeah. I mean, he's a little bit chauvinistic. There's like, like a credit to Bahu. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Bahu. Shout out to Bad Max. I don't have any reason to shout him out. <laughs> shout out to Brett. Shout out to Bad Brett. Shout out to Bad Max. Um, and there was a, it's like uh, Onita being like, no, I don't want women there's to win this Brett match. There's also <laughs> there. Oh, there's another Bad Brett. I was just talking about him. He's a, he groomed a woman on or groomed a girl. Uh, um, oh yeah, yeah. Shouts out. Uh, Some, somebody will remember what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, like and Onita being like, no, but but also, I mean, this is the first explosion match, like. Like like the, the main of the uh, last show and last match on the show, the main event will be the second. This is still the first exploding match, explosion match without him in it. Uh, Ever that, in FMW, yeah, because really? there's uh, Jack uh, Funk from King of the Death matches, which was right, which was uh, no, like the year, year after this. The year but yeah, it was uh, August ninety five. Oh, okay. and that did not go well. But also, at, why the fuck is FMW right. gonna? And, like acknowledge that shit like for like Hayabusa and Tanaka it's like yeah you guys are gonna have to step up and it's like this it's like whoa this is totally like I don't it's like you don't need to do this and it's like so it's like no no I have to prove for you and it's like well okay yeah I understand but he, which is true but it's like but it's like yeah he's like a, he's such a dad it's not it's not too bad and Onita we'll man talk more about Onita as a dad later on for sure I yeah, guess. he's claimed to sleep like ten thousand really women. Great... There's wor- he's done worse than be like, I don't want you two to be in a mat in a fucking exploding barbed wire match. Yeah, that's understandable. If he told Hayabusa and Tanaka that, he would make them sound like fucking children. That's sure. that's a little different. It, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Wrestling logic. Wrestling promoter logic. Yeah, and there's there's very much like a fatherly thing between him and. Uh, Toyota here for sure. Yeah, uh, just like the like, especially like as after the end of the match, which I don't know if we want to jump to that. Like, because there are spots after that, after that 
horrifying explosion. Yeah, I mean, but... it, look, they. I, I have a few notes about how the referee's wearing goggles, and there's, like, a fucking gonzo bomb, um, which is really the kind of shit. Like, the, this is, like, one of the most fucked up versions of that I've ever seen. Uh, the Thunderfire Bomb from Kudo. It's, it's, like, if you really want to kill a motherfucker, like, this is what you do. And then, yeah, Kudo wins with the cop killer. Toyota retires. Um, my file actually cut off there, and then I went to YouTube and watched, so I could watch the post match. And Onita, uh, in the ring, wearing what appeared to be snakeskin boots and a Rolex, from what I can tell. (laughs) Um, but yeah. Yeah, tell me, tell me what you, how you saw uh, Daddy Onita in here. Not Daddy, Father Onita. Uh, Sorry, (laughs) different, different thing. Like the absolute, like you don't even feel like it's showmanship until, like, even though it very clearly is. But like, it's all, it's like so elevated, like the elevated feeling of like he keeps like he's just screaming for them to like bring like. Give him something to help them with. Just help these, help these women, help them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like specifically, like Toyota, just like he he keeps like telling them to bring him, bring him water, and they keep giving him wet rags, and he keeps and like, yeah. the, and, like they shit. starts trying oh. to mop them up, and then just like throws them out of the ring. Yes, yeah, like the classic <laughs> shitty uh, long glass bottles of water, like that they have in like the corners. It's like this is yep. useless. And then they just dumps no, the full bucket. It's very much uh, Shirley yeah, Shirley McLean in uh, terms of endearment. That's very much the role that he's playing here, isn't it? Give my yeah. daughter the juice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like once he's like he believes she's okay, he literally just kind of like so like tenderly like picks her up and like puts her over his back. Yeah, fireman's carry. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's very, and then she gets like you know the ends of him standing like this wild thing plays. It's fucking great. It's... Oh, she gets the full Onita, like the the the, yeah. the essential shot of the person, the the hero standing in the crowd yelling, wild thing playing over the loudspeaker, and then you get like the the camera follows them a bit further before it pans up into like the bright floodlights of Kawasaki Stadium and it just fades into white and it's just like it's it's the most like quintessential FMW emotional post match that I think I've ever seen um it's like it hits on everything that we've seen with the Onita matches prior to this and you know Kamatoyo emulating that in her last match like it's really it's really spectacular I that moment where she just like points points up at the points up at the ceiling and just like heroically heroically for one last time and then just completely crumples yeah and Onita dives for her. yeah it's, like, it's it's it, so it, yeah interesting as like the Onita as the father figure because that is a pure Onita move the you know the big glorious uh, I died out here for you moment and then you fall to the ground. Um, except there was never anybody there to catch Onita, right? Onita would yeah. just crumple, but you know, now she's here and he's here and he's there to catch her. And it's very beautiful. Um, yeah. yeah. Hell of a match. Uh, I, I very famous match. I don't know. I don't know. Like overall, if I think the match is like an all time great, just, you know, in ring, I, 
it's it's got sort of a weird structure, but it's it's so hard to work this kind of match, I think. Um, but as far as just pure emotion goes, and and that one insane bump is, and, and that 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 insane uh, explosion bump, and then also the the Gonzo bomb that I briefly mentioned uh, are just insane and highlight real shit that I've seen multiple times and I could watch forever. Um, great match. I don't know if I'm going to call it one of the best ever, but it's a fucking hell of an, a hell of a way to end a career. I, I really liked it for sure. Yeah. I, and uh, I, I had it's seen not I had, the best match in this set that we're going to be review that we're going to be covering. I don't think so like, either. I, I don't, I don't, I yeah, for agree. Like, as an emotional send off, it's like aces. Yeah, like yeah, and it's also fitting that we that if we start if we start with the series, um, with that with with Kudo on the opposite end from a from a retiring you know uh, the protege of Onita that that's sort of where we begin the saga if we're going to end it with Kudo retiring herself, um, and. I would say the next match that we're going to cover is my favorite match from the series. I would agree. Which I is ironic since there's no barbed wire. <laughs> yes. We are at Corken Hall on January 5th, 1997 for Ladies Legend Pro Wrestling. Uh, Megumi Kodo, of course, versus Shinobu Kandori in a street fight. I was going to ask what LLPW stood for. I've yes. never known. I've never known what it stood for. I've seen it on... You know, ditch download listings and random like DVD. I am certain somebody has thought that it's it stood for Lucha Libre Pro Wrestling. Hell but, yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, <laughs> this yeah. Um, this is like the only thing I've seen of LLPW, and I really need to fix that now. <laughs> oh, so. uh, did you ever watch the match we did last uh, last year? Feels like last fucking year. Um, the um the Hota match. I'll send uh, you it. Yeah, Ho- yeah, yeah Hoda and, and Kandori. Yeah, I, the match where I, I I couldn't I didn't know which which person was which. Um, I was just oh, gonna Jesus. bring that up. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know these I don't know these people. <laughs> I don't know you. You'll know them now. Yeah, I, I definitely know. But see, that's the thing is, if Shandu- Shinobu Kandori had been wearing uh, dress clothes in that match, I probably would have been able God, to figure what it a out. Look, this is I... <laughs> she is the coldest bitch of all time. I love her. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, no, she is like like serious life goals yeah so yeah there's there is a uh, pre-match uh series of of highlights from like their previous matches um and i i think we get this we is get, uh definitely when the like retirement tour for kudo had kicked in and like like the Ozuki like match we did on our first ever episode is part right. of this but we talked about that why the fuck were we gonna bring out right i was i was gonna is, mention yeah. it in between a few of these things because i think it's in march right um yeah we 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 get a another uh, a kudo promo that is I I would I, there were no subtitles here but I would imagine it was quite different from the respectful one she gave before the Toyota match. Yeah, um, uh, no subtitles. The other thing though. that's interesting is like when she's in FMW she's working face and here she's working heel. Right, that makes sense because Kandori is sort of the the queen shit of fuck mountain out in LLPW, right? She's the um, boss. She owns yeah. It. Yeah. Okay, that's her they promotion. Broke, yeah, they broke off from uh, JWP, uh, and that's why in, there is no nothing in the interpromotional era with them. Okay. Uh, LPW versus like uh, Oz and Kandori directly, which okay. is a shame, but it's what so, it is. All right, the so big I'd... loss in that one is a uh, Kandori a Bolnacano singles, which never happened. She makes no fucking sense. 
because they were on good terms, but whatever. So the the big match from that I always remember for Kendori was the the Hokuto matches, um, or Hokuto. Sorry, Connor. Um, I I know that that was sort of an interpromotional fight, right? That was yeah, uh, Kendori representing LLPW and and Hokuto as sort of the ace of of all Japan women. That's sort of the most of what I've seen of Kandori, to be honest. Uh, that and a couple of other matches in that sort of feud, the big tag match where it's her and, mm, I don't know, Dynamite Kansai or whatever uh, versus Hokuto. And this is just like the butchest look I've ever seen. I think that's uh, Eagle Sawai. That's Eagle Sawai versus okay. uh, Hokuto in Asia. Yeah, that's a good match. Yeah. And yeah. then, yeah, then, then the others like that it whole is, thing, and then the culmination tag with them teaming against uh, Asia and Bull. Asia and Bull. Great that's match. what I was thinking of. That's what oh I yeah, that of. match is the best. That I match is that great. Match. I love that. Uh, but yes, we we do get the Kandori promo, and she is wearing a suit. And I did not realize when she was cutting the promo that she would also going to, she was also going to be wrestling in the same suit. Um, her level of drip is extremely high. She comes out with sunglasses and. And the and the the, the dress clothes, uh, all black dress pants and dress shirt, blue tie like navy blue tie. Yeah, I capped this on my Twitter because I was just like, I can't let this look go unseen. So so fucking beautiful. <laughs> and a gigantic and a, fucking chain. A cow chain, yeah, right? Cow chain <laughs> over yeah. over her shoulder, and then she throws that big ass chain through the ropes before she gets in. Like she's fucking, she's gonna fight. I don't. I like I like I said I I've seen her maybe 3 times before this and they those matches all had Hokuto and the one that we covered on this but she seems like uh my kind of person to watch I, I, I an extremely bad bitch like like the, it, yeah I I'm I watched this match and like I've never seen this match before but after watching it I was just like oh Jesus there's so many things that like modern day joshi wrestlers are doing that are just trying to call back to this like you remember this we remember this too we thought this was awesome you think if you know how awesome this was you like us too and i'm yeah. just like hey, you're, you're 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 stealing valor don't do this <laughs> <laughs> they don't have they don't have it they're not running their own company they don't have like the they're not olympic uh judokas they're not they don't have it they're not they don't yeah, I'm have just that. Like, stop, stop it, Kagetsu. Unless you kick Rossi out of stardom, you don't have this fucking drip. You don't have <laughs> that thing. Like she has these moments where she is like Fujiwara is the most is the most obvious comparison. But you know, fucking Brock Lesnar. I compared it to Brock Lesnar huh. once, and yes, uh, and it's on it's something that uh, Phil has on Segunda Kaeda. I called her a mix of Onita and Lesnar, which is kind of fucking true. And her ability. Uh. To, it's and it's a, it's her gimmick match thing and her ability to just dominate and just like come off as this most violent person in the world. But as a wrestler, she is like most clearly like Fujiwara, and she has that chuckling like I'll just fuck you up thing. See, Fujiwara can wear a suit. Brock Lesnar, I don't think can wear a suit. No, but it's like there are these moments I've where I've never taken Brock Lesnar seriously as I take well, Shinobu Kendori here. Hmm. Well, there's moments where it's just like, like I don't give a fuck about any of this shit. I'm just gonna, do, I'm doing what I want to do. There's, I think the, the next match has that. I'll, I'll go into that a little bit more. This is just like, this is just a badass fight. Um, like yeah. opening, like they just, um, 
shit. Does is it Kudo goes for Kandor? I mean, they just go right after each other and yeah. right out the ring. Like, there's like this is a street fight. This they get into fun. they get into the ring like for like two seconds and they're immediately out of it. The oh yeah, the bell goes. Kudo hits a huge like slightly overshot uh, like just fully like ass over tit uh, tope like lands hard on the floor. Uh, so they, they they get a table out and hard is just like the watchword for this match because like they, <laughs> that table comes out and they hit each other then they throw each other into it enough times that I'm just like oh god your back must be broken what yeah. the fuck are you doing before it even dents it's this I is mean, like seriously like fucking Japanese tables bullshit the notorious Japanese table of course and we we actually get a like this is one of the ones where um they break the table and it's really exciting because I, you rarely see that. And the way that they do it, it's up on the stage, the little stage that like some people sit on in Corican that you don't see utilized enough. Um, no, no, never, never fucking enough. It's yeah. so great. And that's that little chest now, high, chest high. You see stage. like two times a year now that somebody will be like, Oh, let's go up to the stage. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. a cool spot to do a, a couple of little things. Um, and yeah, that's it. This, one of the like best moments in any of these matches is, I think it's Kandori sets the table up upside down. Yes, uh, with yeah. the legs that's pointing when it up. Breaks. Yeah, yeah, that's how you break a Japanese table. Apparently, um, is she it, power bombs it, Kudo uh, and it breaks yeah. through the I'm steel not frame. Notes. I'm just letting the videos run. <laughs> it's like a fucking. It's like a fucking. It's a part where Kudo literally bites Kandori in the head. Sure. The oh t- yeah, working that cut because I mean off <laughs> yeah. the chain shots and stuff. Both for bleeding, both for I mean it's a it's a cow chain. The cow chain. I can't chain. do a Gordon. I can't do a Gordon solely or a Bocado. So I sadly. won't even try to do a. Uh, no, they're both <laughs> too strange. They're both too strange to do. Um, they don't I think have... Kudo does really good cut work too. If we're going to talk about yes. uh, talking about working the the forehead over while it's bleeding, um, she's she like puts the boots to to Kandori. She stomps the forehead a lot, uh, but she does this moment. There's this moment where she puts her boot to to Kandori's head while she's bleeding, and she's grinding her heel in it, which is really cool. Um, you don't see like that sort of like digging, I guess, for lack of a better term, where, you know, a lot of the, you know, this person's bleeding. I'm going to punch him in the head, whatever, over and over, just punch him, pop him with the fist. Yeah. Like there's a certain level of like respectfulness that people do with like yeah. things now. That, yeah. Like, fuck that. It's just dig your fingernails in there. Match Try to rip that shit open. So. They're just so like incredibly like hopped up on emotional like tension emotional torque that they're just letting it out on each other and like, yeah. i mean they're just like just they're bringing out that just choking the shit out of each other with the chain oh the ch- um, oh that so that is one of the things um where i think kudo wraps it around the the ring post the big the cow chain uh yes. and she creates this sort of like pulley system and then she wraps it around kandori's neck but kandori uh, breaks out. She's more skilled with the chain. She's got more chain experience. Yes. Um, and she does the fantastic, uh, one of my favorite matches ever, her versus Bull Nakano in a chain match. I, I totally forgot yeah, that that's a match until just now. I haven't reason. seen that. Um, it's she, real good. She does, uh, she does wrap it around her neck and it's, uh, Kandori's got a very, or, or, uh, Kudo has a very ornate top on. Um, so when she bleeds onto it, it's very cool. Uh, and she sort of she uses that that weird pulley system to like 
create extra tension with the chain while she chokes Kudo with it. And then she fully, like, throws her over the top rope with it, the uh, dirty white boy Tom Pritchard shit, and just hangs her with the chain. Uh, Just real, like, true psycho maniac shit. And I... I, (laughs) All-time just, like... What the fuck are you doing? And you yeah. can see, I mean, look at, I mean, you, like, like, Kudo has, like, the eyes rolling in the back of her head. You can see, like, the spit on her fucking lips. It's an insane shot. It's very, it's just a close-up, but it's, like, perfect, yeah. like. Oh, yeah, the, the shot of her when she's hanging? Um, like, this is, like, in the, from the ring, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that yeah. shot is, is extremely disturbing, like, in, in the best possible way. Like, she looks like, she looks like she's dead, and that's sick, and I like that, but I, I don't want anybody to die, but I think it's really cool when it looks like they did. Um, this, this match has lots of big spots, uh, aside from the gross shit, there's, yeah. uh, I, I think she hits her with two I don't know really great. She does the Tiger Driver ninety one. She does it twice. It's sick. I really like. I just want to shout that out. If I forget in any other match, uh, kudos Tiger Driver ninety one, which is just you know you do the Tiger Driver, you drop to your knees, you drop them sort of high up on the shoulders. Um, she does it in an extremely dangerous, uh, classic way. I think the. Siobhan, you've you've seen the match where that the name of that comes from, right? Yes, of where course. he does it to Akira Tawe. Um, it's it's a very dangerous move that you shouldn't do, uh, and she does a couple of them in every match. From the looks of it, I don't know Kudo well. I don't know if that was standard for her, but in each of these matches, she'll do a couple of them. Um, her other big move that people tend to kick out of from like pretty 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 regularly in these matches is the the cop killer um which is of course the 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 kudo driver the yes. vertebraker and people just kick out of it cuz it's is a different world i guess and it's not just like a regular like undercard match this is sure uh, of course some I'm, shit. Not, I'm not i'm not going to talk shit on that uh but kudo's got great offense she's got an incredible bridge on a on a german and a northern lights and a fisherman suplex just like just cleanest possible shit you mentioned that uh you mentioned to me like earlier that you think kudo gets a bad rap because of uh like work rate like all japan women style you know 30 minute Lots of big near falls, kind of bullshit, and I could see that. I haven't seen a lot of that stuff, but I could see why people. Um, and yes, the, and her biggest all Japan match is um, her nonsense, title. Though, is the thing. Well, yeah, but her biggest all Japan uh, women's match is her title challenge against Asia, and like I always see that referred to, like she does, like she spends a lot of time on the arm. But eh, a lot of people spend time on Asia Kong's arm. It famously got stabbed the fuck up with a pair of scissors. It's like it's what you do. People sure. are doing that in 2019, but it's like it's like it's an Arn Anderson. It's very different, and it's like <laughs> you you just haven't seen that much Joshi. You just don't know what the fuck you're talking about. She, but she, she has like she doesn't like run. I mean, she's not like a complete like like speed freak like uh, Manami Toyota. Manami Toyota. Like, but it's like yeah. she thinks uh, about it a little bit more. But I could like, see it though. I could see it. I could see from like from the amount of variety in her offense. I think a lot of people these days will watch something like this, or not not something like this, something like something like that, something where. Um, a per- like a person has just such a variety of different big moves they can hit and they'll do them in sequence and they'll see it as like, oh, they're just doing moves. And yeah, sure. Like, yes, but what, we're, you know, we're filling time here. If you're, if you're pacing it well enough and you're doing big kickouts and you're not overkilling, like that's 
fine. If it, but I think nobody's going to get a victory off of Northern Lights. Like she is a face, but like in her matches, there's no honor. There's just emotion. Sure, and I, like people like not to get caught up in this, but people like the idea of the of like pro- wrestling as like an honorable sport and like there isn't that there there's just survival in yeah. a kudo match like these are wars of attrition all four of these matches are just like how much who's gonna drop out from the amount of punishment they take first uh, the closest we got to an honorable fight was that first match and that had people exploding each other i mean <laughs> like yeah. They, yeah yeah kudo started like uh, like on, on the pretense uh, on the pretense that she was gonna fight an honorable fight she said it in her promo that's not how that match ended it didn't like whatever like ideas she like, had it, yeah it's not like a performative honor it's like the honor of like respecting your opponent enough to take them seriously but it's not like yeah oh yeah i'm going to stop because you are uh clearly unable to like yeah Look, yeah this is it's like can... this is my biggest match ever i'm not losing i'm not losing this i'm not losing my fucking titles i'm not losing any of that shit i'm beating you we've been friends for years but still i'm beating your ass sure. I'm, I'm sending you home it's what we it's just what we do the, the, it's just, the bushido it's respect, code if you if you followed the bushido code right if we're gonna yes. get into the full problematic thing here those people still kill each other man that's like <laughs> yeah. the face it still ends oh, the same way know. every time you just think about what it means to kill someone. Yeah, yeah. You feel sad about it after you do it. You're still killing motherfuckers. Um, this match has a great ending. Uh, we get uh, really just just fantastic brawling, uh, like shots of the tight cork and hallways, uh, which I always love it when we get to see that. Whenever the big Japan commentators do a little pre-show thing, and they are standing in the hallway in front of like the concessions area and the, where they sell the posters and programs, I love. I just, I, you know, I'm never gonna get to go there. There's no way I ever make it to Corken Hall. It's just not gonna happen. So I like to see what it looks when when Mort yeah, when Mort is walking know, through there. Say, we're not gonna be fucking Mort's about and, it. We want to peeking up women's skirts. <laughs> uh, that fucking creep when he's in oh, Corken. When he's there, you know, uh, for four different shows in a single day, and he's just he's there, jerking off while he walks through the hallways. Like he's I, there, you know, <laughs> running, uh, fucking, you know, drunk idols to Meltzer. That's right. You he's, know, he's standing behind Meltzer in every picture he can. I w- I don't want to be or him. David I'm- Chapman. I don't want to be him, but I would like to stand really far away from him in the same place. That's basically what I'm saying. I'd love to be there. Um, they get up to the balcony, and uh, if, if Brother Mort, if you don't know who we're talking about, look him up. He's a fucking creep. Uh, yeah, he... Uh, prominent you know, member ghetto. of the internet. Uh, yeah, locked up the ghetto children. Big fat. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, they get up to the top of the balcony where they have the big banners hanging over. Uh, yes. Which is a classic Cork and Hall thing, right? The, yes. It's been around for, for decades. And uh, that damn Minoru Tanaka banner and matches, he's not on shows, he's not even fucking on. <laughs> it feels like it's seen just, it so many times. It's like Larry Bird's jersey, right? Candori yeah. um, wraps Kudo's body in the chain and just like th- tries to throw her off the balcony. <laughs> yeah, like this is after they have like tried to do like a mutual like i'm gonna throw you off the balcony it's like well no it's like well oh yeah i have the fucking chain yeah 
and she hangs her off and all the way over that, the rail she's like straight up hanging like midsection wrapped in the chain dangling and, 20 feet above the floor and you get your yeah, she gets like very near she very nearly does just get thrown off of this balcony like awesome. with only the chain to stop her from hitting so the good floor. and it's just <laughs> like and it, that it, this is so much more terrifying than like the explosion in the last match for me personally oh yeah because like i don't know i look at the explosion and all i can think of is like yeah no. you had to plan this out that's engineering that sort of and, and that's I'm like, engineering that's I'm different like, this is yeah and like this is just probably just as much planned but i i like no. i'm watching i'm like i don't i i can't actually i'm not actually sure like look, I don't, hey, all right look if we if we're gonna break it down to science all right i would believe they have engineers they don't have any like like guys doing uh, calculus for what's going to happen if she falls. <laughs> okay. Onita yeah. uh, has, you know, whether, like, whether, this, isn't, where, this is entirely down to <laughs> them trusting that they can actually hold each other there. Yeah. And if the chain that, doesn't break or whatever, like, right. yeah. Spot, um, as, spot could just fucking go completely a, postal in like less than a second. Shit. There's one psycho. little thing that's very weird that's like looks weird on its face, but then you like realize it because I watched every match twice. Uh, it's like when um after Kudo has been hung over the ropes and like Kandori lets her go, Kandori goes back to like the turnbuckles and starts rubbing her hands on the turnbuckle padding. Okay, like, between yeah, the, yeah. She, and she, it like, looks very strange hands? on its face. And it's like you think about it, it's like like the first time I saw it, I'm like, is she planning a spot because it's a foreign? Little... It's like oh no, she's just like. She wrecked her hands. Yeah, she wrecked her fucking hands. Yeah. She destroyed her hands. It's, oh yeah, it's great. It's a great little thing. Um, and then like, and then when she wins, like she, that's like a like she looks like fucking Juan Peron, like for someone <laughs> like creating the crowd. Like after like she gets the ref stoppage. Yeah. Is, oh, so it is a ref oh, stoppage. So okay. Good. So I was yeah, I don't. I don't it, think. It's a, like yeah. Well yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was like a, 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 a submission or the ref does just he does the responsible thing and calls the match then, right? Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. two I have it written down as Kudo two. Kudo is literally incapable of doing anything except yeah. like falling off that balcony. Well, that's the thing. Did she give up? Like I would under like nobody's gonna fucking say that no, she, she didn't tap have. out. There was okay. no tapping that happened there. You're doing a little tiny little tap on her because her arms are like wrapped up in the shit, right? Um, she no. can't move her arms. <laughs> like, like even if she wanted to tap out, she couldn't. Yeah, yeah, she does a little T Rex thing. Um, the two Michinoku like maybe Pro. There's like, a, do you want to surrender? Well, yeah, ah! yeah. I'll take that as a yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think that I, would count. But I, I don't think. Referee's discretion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two like Michinoku Pro looking ass ring boys uh, pull her up over the side of the balcony, um, and then yeah, I, I I guess that Kandori talks some shit. I do want to say I, this is about where I noticed where Kandori was wearing Asics wrestling shoes along with her. Oh hell suit. yes! I, <laughs> I love the Asics. I have a pair of just Asics ru- running, oh. but I fucking oh they're great. Them. I want a grappling, but I am like. My feet, I can't fucking walk. I toe walk. I'm like, they're really I'm good die. indoor shoes. They're really good, just like walking around the house shoes. They're beautiful. Um, I love. I love Asics. I am your trash, as we all know. Um, <laughs> they've got a great look. They've got a fantastic look. But the fact that she's wearing them with dress pants and a dress shirt and a fucking uh, navy blue tie, a, one of the big ties too, like one of the wide 
uh, <laughs> like yeah. classic like uh, 1970s like network Patty Chayefsky ties. Yeah. <laughs> like, fully... Did you catch when she lost the tie in this match? Oh, no, it's not in this one, is it? I thought I didn't see I, her lose it. It does. It does fall off because she. I don't know if she accidentally wraps it within the chain, because um, but she does. It it does like come off. Um, I don't know if it's intentional or not though. It's a key moment in the next match that we'll yes. cover. Yes. Yes. Um, which is the same people, um, because they set it up here, and I would love to speak with you both about that, but I have to pee. So if we can take our uh, usual halfway through the show piss break, uh, Tara, are you good for another forty-five minutes to an hour? Yes, I am. All right, Siobhan. Okay. You, yeah, you like, I know you like to get water. I like to release the water. Uh, I do. I, I do a little of both. Yeah. Usually, half I and took half. care of that before this. So there's, there's, you know, look. I'm not going to be gone long, but if you feel the need, if you feel the desire, I'm going to go take a whiz. It's my catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Besides I, we're, people who book him. We're coming around on Schlack. I'll be honest. Ironically, <laughs> he is getting better, but I, we also agreed that I think it's more the people know are like are more capable of understanding his limitations. Yeah, not people figure try. out how to work him. That's that's definitely a big part of it. I think I if he and uh, uh, what's his name, the, uh, the big scare, Dan O'Hare, is that right? Yeah. If they work together more, I think they were a good tag team. I would love to. You, li- you like him and Marcus together? Kinda, yeah. I think, I think it's bad. I think, I think it's probably a misuse. Of, I think Marcus is better than that team, but at the same time, it's like yeah. you know, if you don't have to have slack around, I don't totally. Know. You were I talking. Want- you told me about how you're really, you really don't want to see the Marcus Crane produce at the collective this coming I- year. What's it called? Marcus, Marcus Crane Bondage Go Go. Bondage yes. go-go. I, I'm, here's the thing. I just think it's going to be real bad. I'm sure it will be, but it, it'll just, be a no-ring show, right? Yeah, I just don't know how the hell they're going to operate. They have to, they also have a Suburban Fight Pro show listed, which is extremely strange. Like, I don't know how they're I'm going sure to... I'm sure they combine those. That's got to be the uh, the SFP show, as, we, yeah, as I like to call strange. it. Well, they listed it. Uh, Brett had it listed as two things. And I'm like, first, like, so is this taking time away from shit in the ring at the fucking Cuban yeah. Club or whatever? Like, are you going to be broadcast simulcasting these things? Like, you have, like, your... I don't know your fucking action wrestling show. At the same it's it's going to be on Time of One show. and uh, WooTube One and WooTube Two. It's so stupid. <laughs> like I don't, right. I don't know. And we're not even. And it's like a, there's a fucking BLP show listed already. Like this feels like I don't know. It's uh, it's it's the collective minus I, minus the freedoms announcement. Nothing is well, really I am getting. I'm sure Mark Crane has probably fine taste 
and strippers. I don't trust his ability to bu- book a show around the fact that he has fine taste in strippers. Yeah. No. no, no, we are on air now. I'll say we'll, we'll cut it in there. Uh, we're back with more of this. Um, I, I think I would trust that Casanova Valentine could do it, which is why I'm confused that no one asked him to do it. Well, he's not. But... He's not a part of that. That that uh, that like ecosystem for lack of a better term that yeah, sphere that's the problem yeah yeah he's boys with i won't say I, he should be but like oh no you put you put casanova valentine in gcw and you let him work the best of the best of that style and we would all have a higher opinion of casanova valentine i like i truly absolutely I truly believe that. fucking agreed like and he would get better as a result even if it wasn't just like by proxy that he seemed better, he would get better. If if Casanova Valentine is working Alex Cologne instead of, uh, like, a, what's his name? Akira Sarugi, the American <laughs> Yakuza? The exotic weapon, the American. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> oh. Uh, if, he, if he was, <laughs> if he had a chance to work G Raver more often or whatever, uh, yeah, Casanova Valentine would be a fucking force. Working, and he, uh, and exactly he already is. In- like he's well, marketing he doesn't get well. fucking booked enough in GCW, but that's that's a whole other thing entirely. They well, they, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't he's, think about that. He 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 can't afford uh, gas money half the time. He can't um, afford gear. I mean, yeah, yeah. He ripped his last pair of fucking khaki cargo shorts. He's just walking around in his fucking underwear these days. Um, Shouts out to Reed Bentley. Uh, Reed, by God. We have another Megumi Kudo versus Shinobi Kandori match. This is from FMW this time. Is that right? It is FMW. Yes. Yeah. Uh, March... We're in uh, Sapporo. Okay. March 14th, 1997. <clears throat> this is before the Ozaki match, right? The Ozaki match is at I the end of this so, month? yes. We talked about that in the very first episode. It's one of my favorite matches ever. Kudo versus Ozaki, double hell, uh, no barbed wire. We're not talking and about course, it here. of course, our avatar for Wrestling yes. Gross is Ozaki in that match. And I've thought about changing it. I've thought about adding text. I don't know if I'll ever do that. I don't think I should. I think it's I think it's our identity now. Our identity it, it, is It works Oz. real damn well for us. I think so, yes. Yeah. I uh, forget what the actual Twitter avatar is because I'm so used to seeing the uh, picture of Anita in the... Uh, that's good. Podca- ha- in the podcast app. We have a lot we have, of brands. We have, we have two have... things. No, we have two. <laughs> I would say that Shatsu have... with his pants, with hand down his pants, part of our brand. And, got... and Lane's Lunch probably is up there, too. Yeah, I guess we got a few things. We got a few things. We got um, many things. Lane's this... Lunch is definitely getting up there. Yeah, yeah. I met Lane. I don't know if you listened to that. I met him. Um, he, You know he got that MF and thing on him. <laughs> Oh, Lane, Lane is a weird man. Um, There's a post. Anyway. I did listen to that episode, but I just I don't remember enough of it at the moment. <laughs> no, it's bad. Don't. Yeah, you don't it's need to. It's charming. We can hear your accent. It's nice. You can hear my uh, fucking transmission shift. Uh, this is, in arguably the most baller move of all time. This starts with uh, Shinobu Kandori. This is no barbed wire, uh, not exploding. She comes. Shinobu Kandori comes out full drip. Um, same outfit, grabs a pair of wire cutters and just simply cuts the top strand of the wire. Yes, that was the thing So that she could step over into the ring. That was the thing where I'm like, that is a Lesnar thing to do. Not, like, Lesnar's not that cool, but it's just, like, I, like, like the regard I have for this. Well, he'd get hanged and do it for him, this. maybe. The absolute swag move of just like, being, like, you, you are beneath me, I'm not, yeah. exer- I'm not bowing to you the elements bow to me 
I'm not rolling in. Yeah, fuck that. Ten ring boys just spent 15 minutes setting that shit up. And she just wants to step in the ring like a normal person. How sick is that? Um, also, I, I love the star. No regard sword. for a uh, young mammoth Sasuke. Yeah. No fucking... regard for his work. I hope they bring him to America. You think they'll bring him over? So we fucking, can eat God damn it. They fucking better. He's, so fu- He's been great this I year. I want mammoth Sasaki to to be able to eat American hot dog. Um, the starburst pattern that they sort of did their wire in is so cool where it's like the, the middle uh, strand of barbed wire uh, sort of yeah. uh, triangles up towards the corners yeah, and like up and down. I always thought it was such a good visual. Um, just really cool. But like this whole thing, when she comes out, she cuts... There must be action, actual reason for that, but I don't know it. Well, it looks it's cool. Just... It looks Besides cool, but it does provide, cool, like... But it does look cool. Shit. It does look... It looks like it provides sturdiness. It doesn't sure. have, like, that feeling of, like, a 2002 it's... CZW match where, like, the ring is just gonna have, yeah. like, the oh, ass prolapsed on it, like... When Lobo in. falls, like, through the ropes like that. When they, and they, they cut <laughs> yeah. up his back and down into his ass crack. Yeah, it's... it's There's definitely reasons for it. Um, but I think it's also for fucking vibes, man. Um, Actually, I think the sturdiness is correct, because the side that uh, Kandori ch- cuts just immediately turns into a curly cues. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tightly wound. We've talked about the the differences and and the way that they do it over there and the way that uh, for the most part people have done it over here. But yeah, I, when she did that, she she just cut that and I, she stepped over. I was just like, is she my new favorite wrestler? Like I don't I don't know. Yeah. I, I am, like, over the moon with her from, from these two matches. And, I you know, like I said, I'd seen the Hokuto, uh, the Hokuto matches um, and, like, a couple others. And she I was always impressive. I'd to watch either of these matches and not have them be, like, to be one of the best matches they watched in that entire year. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I here's the thing. I don't even I don't even think this match is great. I don't. I I don't. This is the, this, this Noah Barbed Wire match, this like, is my least favorite all, of the four. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like... Following on after that last one, yeah. this one is just like a letdown in a lot of ways. Kinda, yeah. But she is so good in it. She, I think like, she elevates this, too. If, Does mean, she work death matches? Was Kandori a deathmatch person? No, I just... She just didn't give a shit. She just did anything. She did, like... I mean, she's on so war cards. Like getting, like, getting her ass whooped by Tenryu and stuff. She knew how to work gimmick matches. She has the... Uh, she has a chain match, like I brought up before. The Nakano, Nakano. Okay, I'll check that yeah, out. Yeah, that's a bloodbath. That's like she understood how to work. Is that match. is that tethered? Are they at the wrist? They're tethered. All right. Oh, yeah. All oh right. shit. Yeah, part two. We'll do that. Um, looking forward to it. Shit, I didn't even know that. I I I think I love I her. I doubt it's shot as well as Parat and Comp, but you know nothing uh, else is. Yeah, no, nothing is. Nothing is. That's your uh, that's Fitzcarraldo is what that is. Um, I I love her and I. How often did she wrestle in the suit? How common was I that? I want to know that too. Yes, uh, but so fucking I don't know cool. How to, how to answer? I don't know how to answer that except watch more Kendori matches. Right, Let's find out. Striga, Striga does not have a, a listing shoot. of what they're wearing. He's just got an incomplete listing of who they faced. Um, this Kate yeah. match really letting us down again. Yeah, yeah. The the, I think it's uh, not the world's largest cage. I think the world's largest cage is like the government is what I've been. So yes. Something I've been working on. <laughs> the world's uh, largest cage is a rapper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, kick, all right, so they do they do the normal tease shit, right? We've seen. Uh, we've seen no rope barbed wire matches before. They do the Reco Groman knuckle lock as uh, 
as Dave Frazak would say, near the wire, uh, test of strength, if you will. If you, I didn't even mean to say if you will. I don't know <laughs> oh, why Dusty yeah. came out. It wasn't supposed to happen there. Um, they they do all the stuff, right? They, she grinds Kudo's face into the wire. She grabs a halo of sort of loose barbed wire that I guess probably is what she cut down, maybe? Yeah. Yes. Smashes yeah. it into yeah. Kudo's face. Um, she puts a knee in the back of Kudo's neck while her face is against the wire, and then Kudo falls, and she continues to push the knee so that her hair just pulls away because it's stuck in the barbed wire like that's i can't get over and i can't get over the asics with the dress pants that's powerful the asics you never know <laughs> when you're going to need to have the right uh you know you know traction when you put on that walkie katana yeah it's not just traction it's the toe curls like she's yeah. she can she can really dig in and i respect that um the i this really pays off though to me on the big spot of the first match because kudo once again goes for the hip attack to knock her opponent into the wire and instead of what happened with toyota where she just grabbed her and pulled her into the fucking explosion kandori just uh, she she ain't got time for that she sidesteps her and kudo just looks like a fucking dumbass flying back first and ass first into the barbed wire um thoughts on that (laughs) that was great uh this is it's just like this this feels like every um every time one of them goes into the barbed wire it feels fucking big i like this match more than both either of you but i, I was everything every single bump in the I don't, hate, I don't hate this match neither of you hate, hates like, this match no, i'm saying like, like, it's I'm, a great I, match like it like like i said you can watch this match and i defy you to find a match that compares like that it compares unfavorably to except for the match that comes right that came right before it in like yeah. what we were watching like but, but the, I, it's, it's hard to like, follow that still has like incredible spots like like kandori like pulling off her tie yeah so that she can wrap the barbed wire so she wrap can wrap it around her hand so she can wrap the barbed wire around her hand so she can fucking punch kudo with it yeah she exactly. so she sort of loosens it right and it's still sort of hanging there yeah the, the tie is like not ten- not intentionally like loosens it off her fist like when she connects with kudo it just kind of comes it, apart cause she right didn't, she didn't like tie it tight or anything like that she just did it like so there's another uh, moment like, where she the did tie... it, like she did the chain like in the previous sure. match yeah the 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 whole the whole that is like an an extra appendage that you should not have in a sharp things match the tie um it it is there's a the first Kandori bump into the wire, she misses a lariat and sort of falls into it. And then Kudo gives her like a really bad drop kick, like in the ass, like does not get elevation. Um, and it looks kind of shitty, but Kandori's in the wire. So Kudo she is on her back. The fucking face first in the wire. It's like yeah. this. Well, so what, what Kudo starts doing is she's on her back. She just fucked up a drop kick. She makes up for it by, like a supine position, I guess you would call that, right? Sure. Um, and starts kicking upwards uh, into like Kandori's ass, basically, just pushing her further and further into the wire. Um, and then she pulls Kandori away for the, for like a back suplex, and Kandori's necktie, which is hanging sort of loose, is now stuck in the wire um, and like rips away, like rips apart completely. Um, and I this has so- like the. Fu- yeah, and immediately after this, like after they disentangle themselves from the wire, we get like this absolutely 
terrifying look on Kudo's face because, like, she is a face in this match, but she's also a face in an FMW match. So she gets up, picks up the wire, and just has this incredible, like, dazed, like, it's some ca- it's, I don't want to say yeah. it's carry shit, but it's it's like it has no, that like I'm end you. I'm gonna fuck sure. you. This is time. Yeah, uh, she, I didn't think about that. That is a very that is a very carry look, which is an interesting contrast to the um like the you know Kandori bleached hair, uh, Tommy Rich covered in blood look, um, where she comes off like a, like she's a character in a Takeshi Katano gangster movie. Like it's two very opposite ends of the uh, like gross cinema spectrum. Uh, I don't know if her gimmick was actually that she was a Yakuza hitman, but she definitely sells that look. And yeah, Kudo grabbing, like cutting the barbed wire away, wrapping it around her forearm. Um, she does a she I does think some it's el- just straight up classic like abjection, like as like a concept is what it is i mean she's just the boss she's also distaff fujiwara so it's sort of like his sort of things sorry i got confused i thought you were talking about kuda but you're talking about kendori yeah Uh, of being like the uh, of like him being the don and all of that shit it's just sort of like well what's my version of that oh yeah same all right suit tie i found this tie his sunglasses this looks fucking great (laughs) keep on the asics though you gotta keep that track. It's also just given off such butch vibes that I really just wonder. I really wonder. <laughs> we don't have it confirmed, but I mean, probably. I don't have it confirmed that she has kids either. So, yeah, no. I I looked I looked up some some stuff about about both of these, and I I couldn't find like any actual data on Kandori. I also didn't see that Kudo was a fucking kindergarten teacher though. So I I don't know. They they keep their. They keep their lives separate, which is probably for the best, considering, like we said, how Joshi fans tend to be. Um, yeah, I, I think. God, what, what, what is the? There's another thing. It was like she grabs a rear uh, choke while she's got the the barbed wire wrapped around her arm. Uh, Kudo does. Like the, I've never seen that before. Um, she hits a tope like crossbody over it's a the big ass planche. It's great. Yeah. Over the, it was the side that Kandori had cut the wire free from. So free from, so it was only the two strands, but she still barely clears it. And so, you know, jumping over barbed wire is always insane. Um, yeah, it's, there's, there's a few more big barbed wire spots. And I, I think this ends with, uh, no, it, it, I was going to say with the Kudo driver, she hit. Uh, so Kudo hits Kandori with the 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 cop killer. Uh, she gets cop killed, uh, ACAB, and she gets up like immediately, like, <laughs> and then Kudo just hits a, like a running massive elbow to the mouth, and that's that's your pin, that's your finish, um, which I respect. I like the idea that you hit your big finish on somebody and they just stood up and then you just punched them. Like and, fuck you. That's yeah. Right. Now we're done. <laughs> like. Uh, like the ending of the adam sandler bob barker fight and happy gilmore sorry (laughs) (laughs) we should cover that on the show yeah Uh, it's cool this this is great um kandori is just a delight every time and it's just so funny like kudo brings out like her classic attire like which is a nice move in the way of saying like no i am defending this uh, I'm like I'm a real motherfucker. It's like this is my turf. I'm wearing. I'm not like wearing street pike gear. I'm gonna wear like. Okay. But then like Canadori just is like, no, I'm not reciprocating that. Are you kidding me? I didn't. It's consider very that. good. Dis- 
It, now, Kandori's she usually wears like a bit like a pretty like intense bodysuit. I always got her look mixed up with Dynamite Kansai. Um, it's a singlet. It's a singlet. It's it, but it's like a floral pattern. It doesn't fit her. Like she comes out in like a really like elaborate year. Okay, like I'm looking it up. I'm trying. Like, I, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I got it. Uh, like she's very much like uh, Shark Sachia also has similar gear. Dynamite right. Play a similar gear. Okay. Like it was just a thing that people. I think I always got her mixed up with Kansai. Actually, I think I always, for some reason, in my head, I I I mixed the two of them up, and I think it was just the short hair and the the similar gear. Um, Uh, The names, the the can I okay K N sure that makes sense K N ends in I. I will never get them mixed up again. I can guarantee that because both are good though. Dynamite Dynamite Kansai never showed up and. A match looking like this, definitely yeah. not, definitely not. And I, she had some cool looks in Street Fights, but I uh, just, I cannot get over the fucking like, it's nuts. Swagger that is like coming to a barbed wire match it's... in a suit and tie and a tie, and, and a, you know that tie is gonna get caught in that shit, and it does like twice. Like you know it's gonna happen. She doesn't give a shit. Uh, they handshake after the match. The frontier, after all, is a place of honor. Um, I, I, I want to watch Shinobu Kandori matches real bad now. Um, I, I, I know like, that she doesn't it, always wear the it, suit, but I want to yeah. see more. I am just driven wild over the moon for the fact that Megumi Kudo is wearing such typical like Joshi face gear. Sure. Especially like typical to now Joshi face gear and wrestling in a match like this. Oh, just getting this shit ripped up. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. This is, this feels like it is exactly what that kind of gear should always be meant for and never gets used for. (laughs) Sure. Well, you know, we, we talked uh, on the last show and on multiple shows at this point about Onita's, uh, like his, he's just so good at getting caught in the wire and ripping his singlet apart, um, which is a really cool look for Onita because his like the the singlet gets ripped open and then there's a cut underneath the rip, so you see that it has gone through his fabric into his, you know, human his skin fabric. <laughs> well, I, it's it's layers. This yeah, makes, yeah. yeah. You know. But it's that's great. the thing, is that Onita's shitty white and blue singlet that just says, like, Onita in iron-on letters on the back, like, costs nothing. This ornate shit that Kudo wears for these matches, like, this is some... There's craftsmanship going into into a, a, an attire like that. And she just yeah. rips her shit apart. Um, I mean, that's not to say that Kandori isn't walking in here with, like, some... Some designer like, gear like on. The thing. They both walk in here wearing yeah. like hundred dollar clothes and just absolute Sunday best. Fantastic. Just, yeah, just completely like dedicated to just the shred. I love it. I I've, I love. I, I can't. I I I honestly. I don't think I've come away from many of these shows and many of these like the podcasts that we've done where I've just been like. Oh, I think I have a, like a new favorite wrestler. I mean, there are things. There's like there's Ruben Steele or whatever, um, like things like that where I'm like, oh, this is our new guy. But Ruben Steele is our new guy. He's uh, not. Yeah, th- these are guys that I would have found otherwise. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have watched these matches probably otherwise, which is stupid. I know it's really stupid, but I got I got a lot of other shit to watch, um, and I I am. All in on Shinobi Kandori. If you if you're listening to this and you got recommendations, hit me up because uh, I want to I want to know. Um, 
Yeah. I want you to show me. Anyway, main event time. I was thinking um, a different song. Actually, I was thinking of this. I want to. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. Wait, wait you, were you you're thinking, th- what were you singing? I, I don't. Thinking, I, is, I, isn't that an Are You a Speedwagon song? I don't know. I just I know that. Might have been. I, I know that uh, the the VXV the WXW crowd likes to chant it at Mike Bailey. Uh, somebody out there shouts out to. Uh, who I guess Striga again? Yeah, <laughs> Striga, the owner of WXW, <laughs> uh, and uh, and world champion. There, he beat Bad Bones for the racism title. Um, our final match. Yes, we are at <laughs> somebody's going to sue us. Uh, we fucking army. I hope so. <laughs> well, well, the answer the is yes, army. Um, they, the no, the largest are, uh, cage in the world, the inmates. <laughs> That's the uh, army. They still have better opinions Sorry, about what the best AEW match of the year is. <laughs> I know, yes, to Shark. Um, we shark. are at the Oklahoma Arena. This is Megami Kudo's retirement match for Main the event time. Event time. Uh, you know, yard call. Two belts. Yes. Uh, the WWA something championship and the FMW something championship. Yeah, the three WA red belt. The, oh, sorry, I dropped it. No, w. it's different. No, that's big red. This is a different weird title that. Uh, oh, it's not the three WA. Yeah, oh. no, this is some different weird weird title that um, Onita found, and then he had he found an FMW <laughs> title too. He, he doing yeah, just well, that's how you. I mean, that, like the UWA trios titles that are still being defended, like twenty five years after that promotion is dead. Sure. Like I mean, you just you just have it's expensive. Belts don't go away; they I just like that. get reused. Like, yeah, it's cool. If you want a belt for your company, the easiest way to do that is to find a belt that does that no that doesn't have a company that exists for it anymore, or the company doesn't care about it. it. Yeah, the company just didn't give a shit, which is why Kenny Omega is going to start defending the Mega Campiones title in AEW because like, yes. they don't give a shit about it. So why or, not? Or um, WWF having to take recover the light heavyweight title ninety seven after that. it had been over across from Mexico and Japan for decades after yeah. they just stopped looking Fujinami. Yeah. The, the uh, Ryoma Ryoma Go, you know. Uh, <laughs> Talked about it last time. Um, Ryoma Go to the polls. I love it. I love it. That's what they should that's what Bernie should do. No, that's not. No, that's what Biden should do. <laughs> Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, uh, anyway, I, I don't know Shark Suchia. Is that right, Suchia? Shark Suchia, yes. I yes. know her. I've I've seen her in undercard tags. I never gave her a second thought. Um, why should I care about this match? What is the history here? Is uh, there anything? Shark Suchia is an FMW. Like I think she came up at the same time as Kudo. Oh, uh, a little bit after. A little bit but, after. Uh, yeah, she's pure FMW, uh, basically born and bred. Uh, she is not the greatest wrestler that I've ever seen, but she is also the wrestler most likely to do something fucking insane. She is a the Mister. Yes, if if um like she's the Kudo, pogo. Yeah, okay. she's the pogo. She is well, I figured that out. Portia. I figured yeah, that out eventually. You, you see, you see that sickle, and I'll be like, oh, oh yes. I get it. Yeah. Well, so that's interesting because right, like pogo is not. I wouldn't say he's like the, 
you know, the the number two or whatever of FMW. But if Onita's the Cena, then like I'd call Pogo Mr. Gives No Fucks Randy Orton. I think he's the fair. most consistent <laughs> uh heel. Like because yeah. of uh Onita's inability to ever be like consistently you know, just to, like on a whim turning like go- like Tarzan Goto and shit. Yeah. He's and he's the, the, she like, started out as a face, then she went heel and discovered all the uses you could put a sickle to in a match and had... started hanging out with bad nurse Nakamura and Crusher Medeo Mori. It's like all these like you know, like the like in the the evil bitches, which is cool. Yeah. You know, go ahead. She comes out to some of the hardest music I've ever heard. I don't know what it was. Akudo also, I do want to say, we haven't shouted I, it out. But I actually tried to track down, like, Shark's music? From, cause, yeah, because I was, like, I was convinced that this was some sort of, like, It's minor, in English, minor, right? like, 90s, like, new, pre-new metal, like, post-hardcore hit of some kind. Yeah. But I uh, listen to like, it closely. Like, it's called it's called Mad Dog. It's her theme song. Okay, I'm like this is not helping me. It's on <laughs> FMW, the music volume two, um, but you got to import that from Japan because <laughs> the Warner Music Group will fucking take it down if you try to post it. Just like I, all the yeah, like I had a couple of people ask to find out what it was, and like like this really sounds like some Roland's band like knockoff. <laughs> It sounded so. I I listened to it closely uh, a couple of times. I rewound a few times because I was like, "This is fucking intense. This is hard shit." Um, but also like goofy and like you know dumb '90s shit. And it sound it did sound like Japanese people speaking English, singing English. So I think it was probably like a J rock sort of thing. Um, I also do want to shout out Kudos Music because it is some of the most like just badass, triumphant like. All Japan heavyweight, sort of, you know, your, uh, I, what's the name of Misawa's music? Something Sword X? Anybody? Um, doesn't matter. It, it, it's <laughs> I don't know the names of any of these themes. I'm sorry. No, it's, no. <laughs> I'm uh, bad at remembering Misawa the names of the stuff. I'm just like, oh, that looks cool. Mm-hmm. I've never Spartan X. It dun, dun. It's fucking, um, Spartan Tenryu. X is the name of yeah uh, sure I think Tinryu is a little Grand Sword and Spartan yeah. X I was missing mixing them up that's Kobashi and uh, Masawa res- uh, <laughs> respectively uh, Tinryu's music is a little more funky that's something else yeah but yeah I think it's not this is... like Han- as a Hanson's as a, sure. I told you Bucky I've been listening I've been I've heard Sunrise a lot like the last couple of days and you know it kicks fucking ass all that stuff uh, is great the Footloose theme is great I love I love all that stuff that late 80s Power Hall yeah. uh, Love is it. fantastic. Love uh, it. Hashimoto, destruct. Destruct. You see, Hashimoto, I think Hashimoto's music is similar to Kudo's. Yes. It's that big, it's triumphant, like, it's just, like, very big and exciting, and, like, it's got a rhythm that you could chant the person's name to, which Hashimoto yeah. is not a name that you should be able to chant, but they managed to figure out how to yeah, do Hashimoto. it. Yeah, Hashimoto. Yeah, Hash, there's, like, an apostrophe in there. You're, like, taking out a syllable. Um, but, yeah, I... Excellent music. This match is the main event, by the way. I do want to say, and this is the anniversary show, but it's not. It's from April 29th. Um, It is not from Kawasaki Stadium. This is from Yokohama Arena, I believe. Yes. Yeah, this is, they were starting to hit the the skids. They couldn't draw. They they couldn't I mean, they have their, and their big Kawasaki show is um, in uh, September that year. uh, Okay. Has, like, is 
big weird card. Uh, okay. An Onita return match, all that kind of shit. Sure, makes sense. Uh, this is this is the main event though. They actually uh, where Kudo and Toyota uh, were the semi main last year. Uh, yeah. This time the women do get get to take the big spot. Uh, this is no rope exploding barbed wire double hell which means there's pits on the sides of the ring. And starting this match, I wasn't sure if those pits would explode. Um, it's fun to, it's a fun little surprise when you don't know <laughs> if you're not yes. sure if those are going to explode or not. Um, yeah. Uh, the YouTube that I watched this on calls it a no ropes, 200 volt, double held, double barbed wire, barricade, double landmine, glass crushed death match. So there's glass somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that again? Can you say it again? No ropes, two hundred volt, double hell, double barbed wire barricade, double landmine, glass brush death match. Okay. Thank you. The, the barricade, right? We talked about that last time. Yeah. That's weird. The barricade is what they called the barbed wire boards. It's to barricade them from getting out of the area, I guess. Um hell yeah. Two hundred volts, is, like, is that a lot? Double landmine. That's it's they would wire go off twice <laughs> right it, it mean, they, <laughs> they made them real, special <laughs> out in the like, pacific they made landmines a lot fuck these landmines are different <laughs> they would get real like big like i know that the last big explosion match ha- is uh 16 volts i mean so, they would just add to the number every time yeah i don't it's like like and they were bigger explosions for sure but it's also like I'm not sure that this is accurate either. Are, is voltage? <laughs> might have this... Wait a second. It, voltage and explosions doesn't make sense, does it? Well, that's... It's that, zap. It's about the wiring. <laughs> it's about the wiring. Okay. The voltage itself is kind of irrelevant, yes. It's talk, it, like it, We're talking about like how many like pounds of C4 or whatever, like in I theory, would right? It, it might just be a mistranslation of the idea of like... <laughs> um, I don't know the magnitude of the explosions. Yeah. Was, some I, shit like that. I don't fucking know. I like um, I like how dumb that is. I like how I'm dumb this whole sure conversation you know. is. I think like those things shock you when they go off is the thing. Sure, so. of course. The explosion isn't just fire in your face. It is electrocuting you as well. Is like the idea sort of, right? Um yeah. why is Kudo retiring exactly? What did she do? Why why did she do this and what did she do afterwards? She would marry a uh, bad boy Hito. Um, might be my what? least favorite FMW regular. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, and she was just done. I think she just she was just done because she doesn't come back. Yeah, this is her last match. She refed some stuff for Anita. Okay. I have like one one or two matches, but she just no. She was done. She was happy. She I checked. Had... I was curious. I checked her cage match, and I wasn't sure if you know it was a one of those. Because uh, they're fucking incompetent. Yes, exactly. I wasn't <laughs> sure if Striga had fucked up again, um, but yes, I, I was um, surprised to see that she hadn't come back for anything, and that's that's fucking kick ass. Uh, less kick ass now that I know that she's married to Bad Boy Hito, who I I also despise. I also uh, I don't think... know which came first, the retirement or the like, the retirement or the plan to marry Bad Boy Hito. But I would typically I would... like <laughs> this was still the era. Sorry, I don't mean to keep cutting you off. I just was oh, like, that's what the typically. Show Typically, this was the era when, like, if you got, if you were going to get married, you retired. Like, that's still the thing that they do to most Joshi wrestlers, Man. anyway. Like, if you were going, is to he get supporting married, her? Like, is he is he taking care of her? I... I think My assumption had... is she went back to being a teacher. Okay, <laughs> I think she had TV, uh, some TV 
career stuff too. You issues. know how like they'll talk about like you know you know PTSD, just like veterans coming home from fighting and active like service. Um, I don't want to. I mean, I was going to say I don't like you know I don't really give a shit about any of that. I really couldn't fucking care less about uh, any any trauma that people face and fucking wars fought overseas. Um, I would imagine that the trauma of that couldn't be that different from this when she goes back to talk to children in her fucking day-to-day life. She got blowed up for fucking years. She um, and Hito got married in July 98. So that sort of feels like, man, I feel like it definitely is just like, I'm done. But also makes you feel like, She's really fucking good in this match. Um, oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if she got, like, had... She could have had another year. I would have oh, enjoyed easily. that other year. She doesn't seem broken down at all, either. Like, that no, is the thing. She, this is, like, her just, like, choosing to go out, like, on 27. Top. Yeah, 27. Like, wow. That's... Deciding. Yeah. 27. Jesus Christ. Are, I think we're all older than that. Yeah. Uh, I'm still, uh, but I'm older. I'm, well... I'm What's a bad. I don't know. I am. Her, yeah, you're um, older. I'm you're over the thirty year slump. I don't so. fucking know. Is the answer time I for us to retire? <laughs> yeah, I can't do this quick math well enough. Um, it would I'm, have been her birthday, September twentieth. Yeah, if I were a wrestler, AEW would have made me retire by now. <laughs> I, you look. We're all just waiting for our bad boy Hito to make us humble. It's and about make us the honest. same. It's about the same. It's it's a it's a matter of days between me and Kudo on uh. April 29th, 1997. So, nice. you could say. Nice. Um, yeah, so I this match, is, this match is great. It's double hell. Um, such a cool idea. Great visuals. Uh, it's got a lot of variety and spot possibilities, more so than a standard no rope barbed wire exploding match, because you've got other things to work with. Um, Hayabusa can do a fucking uh, tope con hello over the exploding fucking barbed wire board, and that kicks ass. Yes. Like, that kind of shit is great. Um, uh I think Kudo's the first in the fire here, right? Um, oh, yeah. Yes. The, she takes both of the first explosions. Okay, that's right. That's right. She goes back yeah, first Shark and then takes first. Fucking, is not fucking around. I have this as my favorite of the four matches. I think this is yeah. an insanely... I do... This is an insanely underrated match to me because I don't think I've... Nobody talks about this match I have never... I didn't even know it had happened. I had no idea. And I, yeah. I would put it at number two just because I thought the first Kendori match, the brawl around Corican, was very special I, I, to me. I think part of it is because people just downrate... They just look at... Yeah. yeah, they just look past her for sure. That's definitely part of it. Um, I wouldn't have even considered not, this as like a, as a big match if I saw it on paper. I, I, I don't. Shark was one of the first couple, like weird wrestlers that i that i saw stuff from after i started getting back into wrestling and i was just like holy shit what the fuck is this woman on yeah here's here's the cage match comment which will tell you a lot about how different we are from cage match the inmates i would consider her a decent worker if it wasn't for the fact that she sandbags her opponents more than bob holly bob holly is great fucking love bob holly that's wait they're shitting on bob holly I know, yeah. I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't, I don't How understand. How do you these compare people. someone to Bob Holly as a dismissal? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, like, that, like that fucking. Should... I saw wow. Eric, a friend of Eric Ritz from Segunda Calle, to call uh, Dickinson of uh, the world's best, like Bob, like turned into the world's best Bob Holly. Yeah, well, was him versus Josh Briggs was the world's best Bob Holly versus uh, Test match ever. Like, totally. and you're like, yeah, that's 
Bob Holly is the best. I love Bob Holly. I'm going to say he, this. I Tess- feel like comparing Holly to Dickinson is a little bit insulting to Holly, but no. yeah, okay. Oh, oh Dickinson's what, been great this how year. How do you feel He's about so how do you feel about comparing Tess to Josh Briggs? <laughs> <laughs> Test is better is the answer. Um, yeah. Josh Briggs could never have that SummerSlam '99 match. Um, Love or lever, uh, but it's over retro AG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not oh. not the blondes. It's about AG. Is the yeah, yeah not the platinum honeys. Uh, I love the platinum honeys. I never. I don't. I don't ever want to see them work. But nor, <laughs> nor him. Um, <laughs> you. They were at the show that you were at tonight, weren't they? I don't know. <laughs> they were they? Names. They probably, yeah. Um, so Kudo goes back first, then first, the f- uh, face first. Uh, the face first one is very funny because, again, she tries a German suplex standing switch and just gets thrown face first into the wire. Stop doing German suplexes in these matches. And the, um, the best, and the first one, there's a T, there's, it's almost a tease where, like, there's, like, she's getting, like, sort of backed and almost backed in by shark and like you can see like a shot of her hair like two or three inches away from hitting the bar yeah. which wouldn't have triggered the explosion i don't think wouldn't have the pressure but at the same time it's like having your hair caught in barbed wire was was bad yeah. and then yeah. she eats shit on a fucking massive explosion yeah so it's like you know what she went for something. That big of a deal. There was like, something that happened that caused her hair to go like close to the wire. I, I don't have it written down, but I remember shout out to Udo for wearing the outfit that she's wearing in this. Oh, match. it's a fantastic it, outfit. Because yeah. like this, I'm used to seeing this kind of outfit on like uh, top ace faces in Joshi, like especially in the idol promotions because they love this shit. But it's the absolute worst thing to be wearing in a match where you're just going to be thrown into barbed wire because the barbed wire is just going to catch and get twisted in closer to you. All of these these fucking frills, yes. Like, that just, like, indicates so much about how Kudo, like, thinks and cares about what the audience wants to see. (laughs) Well, she also has her hair down, which is, in my mind, that's fucking crazy. You fucking put your hair up in a ponytail or something. Like, I don't know. Anytime I did, like, sharp shit when I was a backyarder, I would always put my hair up. Like, I would I would do, like, a fucking man bun. I don't... I'm not fucking around with getting my shit caught. We know what happened to Ruben Steele versus the Great Scott. Yeah. I don't need to... I don't need that shit in my life ever. A crown of thorns now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't need barbed wire like, hanging yeah. from the uh, back of my head. The other thought I keep having about this match is Shark keeps adjusting her top and i can't quite figure out why she keeps doing that throughout this match i didn't notice that i didn't notice that i don't um i don't know who's to say i mean swinging it's like it doesn't fit or something swinging a sickle around is is hard work yeah Um, and man that sickle is insane i have it as a scythe is scythe not the right word well, it's a sickle, but it's it's more of a scythe than like because like when I think of like like if you compare like sickle like like Tank had his sickle in uh, NWA Wildside and like the counter with iceberg and his fucking potato peeler like this is not a potato <laughs> peeler this is a fucking this is Grim Reaper shit. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna start g- taking think- a mandolin like cheese slicer into a fucking wrestling match. Uh-huh. Oh my god! Uh, when she pulled, this is officially like a kasarigami, but I'm not sure. Is that kasarigama? Classic Japanese weaponry. Uh, it's literally just like means sickle on a chain. Okay. Uh, it, is that classic like Japanese like 
barbaristic weaponry, like Yeah. Okay. It's like it's uh, like from like when like I don't know who invented it, but it's like a very common like traditional like reference to Japanese weaponry. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like you ever scary. seen like Ronin Warriors? You're old enough to remember Ronin Warriors, right? I never, yeah, I never watched that. I, I I know what you're talking about, but I never I never saw it. Yeah, like one of the villains in that had like had that had that thing as a weapon. He had that thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, that it's a scary. Did I, my ac- did did like my mother's Texan accent? Just no, no. That thing is a reference to a post from. It's I got that. Sorry. Sorry. You know I keep that MF and thang on me. It's a white person uh, doing a voice they shouldn't do. It was um, Lane. It was Lane. Um, just yeah, it was just know. Lane. I don't know Lane. I, I, I never met him at the Nick Gage Invitational. Only one person did. Um, no, I wrote, I spelled scythe about ten different ways. What did you call it one more time? A kasarigama, which Kasari I'm not gama. entirely sure it is because the huh. way they're usually shaped, the sickle part of it is like pointed and this one is like flat like a question mark instead okay which is like the classic like uh sickle look um i it's just it's i don't know it's hard for me i mean i'm not gonna say because of my political uh, leanings that i I like to think of it as a sickle but (laughs) okay uh, fair fair we're very apolitical in this shapes and they (laughs) they can all be used as like representations of the uh, political power of the workers yeah yeah we look there's there have been many different interpretations of this flag some people just sew it differently you know it's it's hard to do um i man just looking at the sickles on the wikipedia page it's real cool (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like can you link me that page please um yeah so, I'm pretty yeah. sure it is a Kasarigama just because of the fact that it's got, like, a flail on the other end. I fucking like love how ball. much we talk about, like, medieval weaponry on this show. <laughs> yeah. We, we keeps coming keep... up. I'm it's pretty just... sure this thing, like, developed as, like, some sort of, like, farmer's imp- farmer's weapon. So, yeah. Yeah, like, to, to to scare off the crows. Um, yeah, all of a sudden. Sam- to beat up samurai because samurai were full of shit. Sure. She, uh, uh, I've, I, I don't know much about that. We talked about that last time. I need to, I need to understand better the uh, politics behind the samurai and why they sucked ass. But that's uh, another podcast, definitely. Um, I just know Kurosawa movies where he makes them look like badasses. He lionizes the samurai, and I, that's all I really know. Um, this, this go as soon as she pulls out that scythe or sickle, we're gonna call it a sickle, because uh, I, I can't, don't know how to pronounce whatever whatever you said, Tara. <laughs> um, she starts digging it into, into Kudo's head. Uh, Kudo starts bleeding a ton, and uh, she's like, she's doing, she's like slicing it, like, like horizontally. Like literally, call it a sickle on a chain. That's literally what the word translates to, anyway. So she whatever. She the sickle on the chain, and then she's she's not just like slicing her with the edge. She starts stabbing her with the point of it, um, and then she tries to like. This goes from an action movie to a horror movie, right? That's what that's kind of what happens here. Shark Tsuchiya is a sociopath. That's what makes her yeah. neat. Yeah. Yes. She swings it downward towards Kudo, who is laying on the mat. Uh, Kudo moves, and it literally pierces the canvas and sticks up out of it. It's a scene st- it's like taken straight out of a horror movie. <laughs> Excuse me. I've been drinking. Uh, I've got the fucking hiccups now. Uh, it's, it, it's like stuck, and it's sticking up into the air. It's fucking crazy. It's it's extremely uh, like Nicholson hitting the door with the axe or whatever, right? Um, and yeah, Kudo, he's just straight up a slasher, like yeah, 
Yeah, it totally. Oh, that's it, what she is. It, this fully becomes Black Christmas, uh, the '74 version, of course. Uh, Kudo manages to knock it away from Shark, and they sort of slug we don't it out. Speak of the other versions. There's a re- there's a second remake coming out. I think I don't. Yes. I don't know. I'm sure. No, it, we've got no. It doesn't exist. I'll say this: we've got to a point now in 2019 where slasher movies have like they've come back around the horn and are now self self referential, uh, but they're also like directed by people who. Uh, like sincerely understand what made the original stuff good. So that's why you've got David Gordon Green making a Halloween uh, reboot and it's like good. Um, like we're at a point now you didn't weren't a fan. No, eh, I, 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 I didn't say it was great. I just said it was good. Uh, <laughs> there's no, it's not, he, he's not Carpenter. Um, I, I think he's no Rob Zombie. Sure. But... Yeah. I didn't, I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, I got a Rob Zombie you just like released these a, matches and you don't like a Rob Zombie movie? Come on. I, I just I don't I didn't like his interpretation of of that. I didn't see the sequel. I only saw the first Halloween. Okay, well um, there's your problem. You okay. need to watch Halloween 2. Okay. Watch I'll, the director's cut of Halloween 2. The, how long it, is the director's cut? How many minutes does it add? Like I don't know. <laughs> the, like, oh, just, the two like, hour forty five minute work print cut of Halloween two is just fantastic. <laughs> I love. I, I love. Felt this. like legitimately like, if you like Megumi Kudo doing this sort of shit, okay, you'll, you'll right. probably like Halloween too. Is my feeling on it. Like, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. Uh, she part of what I love about Megumi Kudo here is that she's basically wearing like a bridal gown while she's yes. bleeding all over it, <laughs> and Getting I like that. Burnt and bloody. Yeah, and just like torn to shit. Yeah. Uh, um, so the first spot into one of the uh, the hell barricades, um, yeah, fucking great. I love this so much. It's a uh, she. She tries it like a chain mare. Is what have I yeah. have it written down? Shark uh, has the chain around Kudo's neck, and she tries to like sort of mare her into the barbed wire pit. Kudo reverses. Shark flies, uh, sort of a half roll into the barbed wire hell. Uh, and it does explode, which, again, I was not sure if it was going to explode. So when it exploded, I was like, oh, shit. Um, and then this match has t- what seems to be a 20-count rule, where the- if the person in the wire can't return into the ring, um, return to the ring in 20 seconds, or a 20-count, they will lose. Is that... Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, it, it's a ring-out count. Just okay. Like yeah, yeah, okay. It's, just a- it's, tr- it's funny. It's just it's like... It's like just so it's just the, like this weird moment like, of legitimacy within yeah. this like you. Ex- They're running felt- this like a regular match. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's interesting too because it it forces Shark to get up and free herself like really quickly compared to what you would normally do if you were laying in that thing. It would take you a lot longer, and I she comes off like an part- yeah. insane hard ass in the process of pulling herself quickly out of there. And then the best part of this match like happens and that it keeps happening. Where, like, they can't actually get themselves into the ring, but their opponent is so heated about what just happened, they just grab them by the hair and just drag them back into the ring. Like, no, this isn't over. Yeah. Well, that's where Gorilla Monsoon would come along and say, I don't know why I did that. I should have just gone for the win. Um, Old fucking dudes don't understand. Jim Ross on AEW is fucking terrible about that shit. Trying to fucking ruin the fucking only ever Hearts Steiners match, you piece of shit gorilla. Fuck. Yeah, I've I think you've mentioned that to me before. I haven't seen that in years, so I, I'm, I'm sure it I'm <laughs> sure it's like, bad. 
late era oh. guerrilla, especially. Um, this what follows this is a series of huge moves from Kudo. Uh, Northern Lights, she, I think she's a really good DDT. She hits the big Tiger Driver 91. Yeah. Uh, she goes for the Kudo Driver, uh, but this then leads to one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Oh, my uh, God, yes. Yeah, Shark gets her up for a powerbomb. Uh, or she, I think she goes for a Hurricane Rana kind of thing. Uh, but Shark attempts to powerbomb her off the apron into the barbed wire exploding pit. Something happens where Shark's either trying to sort of put her down gently without force to make the bump less harsh, or Kudo is trying make to... Make it s- like a flat back, yeah. Yeah, she's trying to soften her own bump by, like... Because it's a further descent, it's not just taking a bump onto the mat. So she's trying to make it so that she hits flat, yeah. Um, and what happens is her feet land on the very edge of the apron, um, and she ends up just sort of rolling backwards off of the side of the ring, landing on her neck and shoulders, face first into the fucking barbed wire, which explodes, oh, explodes. naturally. Oh, God, <laughs> it's insane. It's so brutal. It's legitimately it's, one of the most horrifying deathmatch bumps I've ever seen. I, this whole match is just insane violence, and that is the most, yeah. just, just the brute. It's so good, though. It's yeah. Jesus. Um, the ref waits. The ref is kind enough to wait a solid like ten seconds before he begins his count on that, which is ironic because Kudo gets in like at ten. She probably could have beat the count anyways. Um, she like kicks out of. She gets dumped on her neck with three consecutive back suplexes. It kicks it to just maniac psycho shit. Um, the the fire spitting here comes a little bit later. Oh yeah, that's which is wild because and you know what. I have to say, it's not a particularly cinematic spot. Oh, it comes out of, of nowhere. Setup, it's, it doesn't have a build-up. But, but, but that's the thing. It's Yeah, there's no... But, like, like Pogo, he would I, fucking... He would milk that for all. So she doesn't milk it at all, and it fucking is extremely quick-ass for that. Rules, though. I like, liked it. No, but I, I like it for that lack of... started. Like, I was yeah. like, like... Like, she just kind of, like, waved, and someone hand, handed her, like... I like, didn't even see that much. It's so grainy, like you can't tell what she's been handed. But oh yeah, like, this is extremely three sixty. She just like shit. drinks it, and she still got something else in her other hand. And like, okay, so this she she's gonna spit something, and then like, Kudo gets up and boom. Yeah. Oh, she looks like she gets fucking hit with like she gets shot with a fifty cal. She flies forward like a fucking like like she just had like the soul knocked out of her. Like she just had Benny Hinn fucking knock her down. Like, uh, is that a reference people get? Um, I did. <laughs> I was at one. I, I saw like, him. I live. guess I should say I saw it coming. Like I realized something was happening. Yeah, I didn't. Like, Caught me. It's not off milk guard. though, which is which is better in this. Just I don't know. It's like. It really adds to just how maniacal this shit is. It's not like yeah. her, like like Pogo would would milk the hell out of it, and that that works she for what he's doing. She needs, she's not. Yeah. She's not like a, a. She's not here to put on a show. Yeah, definitely not. She's not performing for the crowd. She literally just wants to kill whoever she's in the ring with. Yeah. She's here to ret- This is a, a Kudo's retirement match, and it's not going out on Kudo's terms. Yeah. Well, going and out on Shark's terms. So there you go. The ending of this match is just Shark not being able to get the job done in a very like basic way. Um, yeah. What it's is it like a sort of a, a tackle? She Shark just sort of rushes her, and they both fall into the exploding wire, um, and then Kudo goes back first. Um, and kind and, of cat and like inadvertently catches her with like it's almost like a flatliner. Okay, it, interesting. It's sort of like she does catch her a little bit enough. 
I, but it's all like on momentum. I don't know how thought out it, it would have been in kayfabe or whatever, but I think, like, obviously, the well, they, plan of it is, like... In my uh, mind, they just both exploded, and then they fall yes. back the other direction, and Kudo happens to land on top of her, and the ref counts the three. So, like, um, she has the presence of mind to get her arm out. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I I think that's, like, a really good end to a career, to be honest. Uh, we've, I don't know, we've talked about... We've talked about like a lot of psychology for these kind of matches, uh, and for we've we talk we talk a lot of shit on this podcast. Um, but like the idea of like finding openings, y'all do, and I have joined in on it. Today. Yeah, <laughs> no, you've, you've been you've been great. You're as much of a psycho as we are. Um, a lot of these matches are about finding openings or simply like out finessing your opponent, having greater skill or like a better understanding of the environment that you're in or whatever, uh, winning because you're better at this or you're smarter. You, you found the right moment at the right time to, to get the W or whatever, but this wasn't any of those things. Like this, this match ends because of survival. They both go into it. They both explode. It doesn't even end with that. Like Kudo is just literally just flat on top of shark yeah she gets the count up purely because of where she managed to fall (laughs) yeah well yeah so she got blown up like twice as many times but she like outlasts uh not because she understands like warfare better but because she has that raw toughness to withstand for just a little bit longer than her enemy um just like that like this is it i have i got nothing to lose yeah yeah like just it's a flat and it's also like it would have been anticlimactic if like I'd have been like oh and then like wait wait set up and then a big free count yeah like I don't it, like it, like that sounds sort of counterintuitive but it would have been it's like no it's just it, it's all about like these yeah. big flash like, cinematic moments in FMW and that is more cinematic than yeah. if you had sort of like milked it like out like no you don't you don't need I that I can't imagine Kudo like winning like quote unquote clean that yeah way. with it just a kudo driver like, and yeah actually, and it actually like being a fair send-off for her career cause no yeah no definitely not it's she, I, I, the, it, the win isn't the win the win is that she survived right yeah well yeah the, the the actual ending to this match is more about like how random and fucking chaotic the world is right she just happened to fall on her opponent at the right time like all of the fucking doomsday prepping and forward thinking in the world isn't going to save you from an apocalypse right you just have to hope that the bombs fall in the right place like you need chance to be on your side and she was tougher for the majority of the match and then the ending of the match she was simply luckier you know and it's just that like and it calls back to the toyota sort of thing of like getting peeled off the mat as your last like stand and as your last moment it's like she can't really do that if she just hit like, like you have to, like that would be some fucking like look at my hands bullshit. Like, <laughs> like if I like get a pit, if I get a kudo driver and then cover with like hook the leg all nice and clean, yeah. and then it's like oh, I'm done. Like that, that's like the dog like going around three times in a circle before it goes to sleep. Like <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> this is better. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think just as a whole, watching that Combat Toyota match, and then the Kendrick matches, and then this, I think it's like a really interesting journey to see, you know, how her, I guess her final year sort of deteriorated into more desperation. Um, I yeah, yeah I lo- I loved this match. I didn't expect. I thought I when when you gave me the list of matches that you wanted to do, I was like, well, we're gonna 
going to do these in like a weird order. We're definitely not going to end on a Shark Suchia match. Nobody ever talks about her, right? Like, but no, this is fucking great. I love this, and I love Shark in it. I think Shark is super good in this. Yeah, um, the post matches. You're just one of my favorite FMW post match emotional bullshit things I've ever seen. Um, they literally so carry much her. Crying. It's so yes. much. They carry her like in a tarp to the back where what I believe is like a piano version of her music is playing. Yeah. Um, Onita and Hayabusa come out and pour water on her burning wounds. Um, they remove their shirts and soak them in water and clean her cuts. Um, and this is where I like sort of saw the Onita as a father figure. Um, he's like, yeah. he's like, weirdly, I thought he was less as like father figure here than like with Toyota. Like, sure. Well, like, I don't know. I, I don't know like the history. Kind, different kind of father figure. I think maybe well, it's just because she went on a, a, she won. Sure. It doesn't need to console. You don't need to console. It's just like you, you did it. Like, yeah, you... this is very much like, uh, this is less nurturing. Are you okay? Are you okay? Then get up. Yeah. Get up and be proud. This is less nurturing. This is more uh, tough dad who only gets to see you on the weekends and is always there for every softball game. Like this is like a little different than than the combat Toyota thing for sure. Um, I don't know. I was I was in the bathroom like watching this at work at five a.m. Um, and I was just watching the shit on my phone and like getting like almost. I was like almost tearing up a little bit like i like started sniffling and shit like i was like i was so into this first match with the piano shit playing and just like onita like and they all hold hands her and onita and hayabusa hold hands together and cry together and her like huddling with like the other like the young baby faces like she has the titles and it's like I'm not going to have these. I'm not. I'm done. I'm not defending these. And they keep you trying have to, to give them back to her. Yeah, yeah. And it's it, and beautiful. and it's like and that division dies. It's like without her. It's like it just didn't have anything. It's like and she, I don't. If you look yeah, at like now, here's the thing. Gone. Yeah, like now here's the thing. If you look at cage match, which is wrong, as we keep pointing out all the time, it says the shark is the actual last winner, and that just they just vacated. I love that. Yeah, but that's I, so stupid. That doesn't make any fucking sense. These matches, this match is for the titles. Yeah, yeah. She, I don't. She vacates the titles. I guess I think Shark wins them back or something. From I checked a couple places. I think Shark does end up with the titles again. But this, yeah, yeah. this is. Uh, I mean, that would track Shark being in this match very clearly. Like places her as Kudo's like successor in like all but actual fact. Sure. Even if like Kudo's like posse is who she's trying to give the titles to and who she's clearly like marking as who she would pick as a successor like within fmw like do we know who those who those girls are i don't i didn't one of them is i know one of them is uh kaori nakiyama who ended up being like um the huh. team no respect like valet yeah. mostly i mean it was a good valet like a, but it's like sort of a waste i mean she was a tiny little thing and uh, huh. i think the other one was a trainee um Yoko uh, Ikeda, who ended up retiring at like after and like a month later, wow. was, was trained by Kudo. Like, yeah, and another tiny little thing. Her last match was in is listed as June fifteenth, ninety seven. Wow. Like, and, yeah, and then the third good. girl, nobody, no, no fucking clue, huh? That might, um, um that might have been bad. I don't know who that that might have been off the top of my head. That might have yeah. been bad nurse. Nakamura. They're just, they're just her. They're her, they're her girls, right? That's nice. I think that's kind of yeah. actually makes it better that they're kind of nobodies. Um, 
yeah, I I I was so so into this post match. Um, I I I we've talked about the the emotional, you know, with the slow motion and the freeze frames and the fading to black and white and fucking emotional music and narration and just you know, capital E editing. I love the stuff so much. And I think this might've been my favorite one ever. Um, even more than funk and Onita, like, you know, being emotional backstage, like with each other, it was really nice. Um, she, they like the, the press tries to like interview her. It seemed like they've got like cameras and microphones all around her and she can't stand up. She's like laying on a tarp. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's rough. I don't know how much of this is like uh, a work in term in those terms. Like, sure, because some I feel like some of it has to be, but some, I don't know actually. Like, yeah. she got electrocuted and blown up like <laughs> four times. Yeah. Uh, so I've never and, been exploded, Siobhan, You ever been exploded? Um, not that I, not the best of my recollection. Terry, have you ever stuck a fork in an outlet? I have not. I've come, I've had a, uh, a smoker, uh, explode in my face once. Oh, but, uh, how was that? Did the crowd pop? They didn't see it. Okay. Nobody knew, nobody knew it happened. I didn't make had, tape. I just, I just had singed <laughs> eyebrows, like. Literally, what uh, Shark did to uh, Kudo here is. Except you were what turned around the other way. No, I wasn't. Oh, it still got your eyebrows, huh? No, oh, I was man. literally facing. I was literally looking at it when it happened. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I hope to never yeah. blow up. I hope. Um, I'm very afraid of cooking outdoors. Um, yeah, seems bad. Seems bad to get blown up. I, think, that, like, I think that's that, like the biggest yeah, thing you I've can take away from all this. Blown up. I've just had like. I've had the same thing where hey, listen, no, listen. All that heat blown, blown in my face. We'll count that, Siobhan. We'll count that, right? You got blown yeah, up. that counts. Yeah, you know? yeah. You're you're a regular. Like. You're, you're you're right there in the frontier. Um, well, do you have any plugs? Do you want to plug anything? Uh, do I have anything that I want to plug? Um, I am desperately needy for money that I'll probably be doing something about in the next couple days as of cool. this recording. I mean, not cool, uh, but yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> cool not, was not, not the word. Yeah. Uh, so, But I don't have anything set up for that. I have, like, Kofi links and stuff in my in the, like, in the uh, thread for my on, on my pinned tweet and stuff. Um, which also has links to all the stuff, uh, any of the stuff that I've written. Stuff for money and stuff that I've just written for free. Um, I've written a book that you can also find in that pinned thread, um, which if you like fucked up ladies doing fucked up things, that's a book for you for sure. Um, cool. What's it called? So push your face into the mirror until it breaks. See, that's why you need it. You should, you should lead with that. Cause that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Um, and that can... Yeah. So, at AE2501MAETH, it'll be linked in the notes. Um, yes. We'll make sure that people 
know you if they don't already. And I'm can... trying to work on other stuff. The pressing need for money is overriding my ability to actually think straight. It makes it so much harder to create things if you're just yeah. completely broke. It's it's yeah. yeah. No, I know. There's a reason we took a month off of podcasting this thing because I couldn't I couldn't fucking focus. You know, I I totally understand. So um, I can't, I don't want to make any promises about like things happening or whatever because I don't have anything. Right hey, that's now. exactly why we don't have a Patreon. We'd have a Patreon if I could guarantee we get content out there. <laughs> and y'all did great. Y'all could definitely get away with a Patreon if you ever wanted to make one. I am sure of it because you put up you put out content consistently enough content oh god yeah uh, yeah capital c with a hashtag in front of it um yeah i'm well, sorry this... to bring that horrible word into this oh no we love it i love i'm real into i'm i i love uh the word it's my favorite um i'm all about it and i'm all about uh monetizing uh at some point i want to <laughs> plan on monetizing and eventually uh, forming a some sort of... Yeah, put ads for that horrible fucking bed mattress in front of your podcast. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have uh, the one with Tim and Eric on, in the ads. That's what I want. I was going to do when you're talking about the shirt, um, getting caught in the bar bar. I was like, you know what is the best shirt for when you're like going to fall on a bar bar during a Vacker wrestling match? That's right, Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon, yeah. 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 Uh, also, Blue Chew. I, I, I forgot to take them before this podcast. I know I said I was going to take a Blue you Chew before. You should put out like, a shirt that just says wrestling is gross in the wrestling in the font that you use for the, pod, for the podcast logo. Okay. And have it be in all white because then you will actually get Deathmatch wrestlers to wear it. With, oh, black, yeah. with black font? Yeah. Like, that'd be, oh, man, that'd be pretty cheap to print. Yeah, I just thought of fucking uh, Harry Wrestling fan, Rip, you're the worst. Uh, his line about Jimmy Havoc finding ways to make the most artistic pools of blood on his gear. I hate that guy. I'm glad he's dead. Yeah, yeah, R.I.P. Uh, it, all right, all right. probably a nonce. Nobody misses him. Yeah, probably. Um, thank you. I mean, he <laughs> was a Brit rest guy. Of course he was probably a nonce. We don't know the ages of the girls he sent pictures of his dick to. Uh, it's hairy, hairy dick. Um, this yeah. is a good episode. Uh, yeah. Real good. No, I uh, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's three a.m. Yes, there. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Oh, uh, I don't fucking care. I'm hopped up on so much coffee right now. I thought you were gonna go say cocaine. I thought you were gonna say you're hopped up on cocaine. That's okay. Next time, we'll do cocaine. All right. Uh, I Next can't time. say yes. I can't say yes to that. My girlfriend will actually kill me. Uh, all right, you hear it here yes first next time we're doing cocaine. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Oh, my God.